a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Well, maybe it was just on the internet. Hey, what do I know? I'm just the announcer. Anyway, three people decided it would be a bright, brand new original idea to get together on the internet and rant and rave about all sorts of different topics. Everything was fair game. Things like video games. All your base are belong to us. Comics. I'm Batman. TV shows. I'll be in my bunk. Movies. Time to nut up or shut up. All we cared about is there was some sort of nerdy aspect to the topic. So have a seat, kick your feet up, and relax with our hosts, the Adahe. I want to cut you all. <laughs> I'm just going to cut you all. Naki. Um, I say dicks a lot. Dicks, 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 dicks. <laughs> Chris. I had Admiral Ackbar in the back of my head going, It's a trap! And our weekly special guest host. Now, let's get ready to talk about all things good and nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of All Things Good and Nerdy, recorded live on Sunday, September 9th, 2012. And we have a full house today and some and a face you might not have seen in a couple weeks. So let's start off with and say welcome back to Naki after your insane travels. Hi! Well, ha Missed you guys. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Well, that, that's a great ego booster right there to everyone here, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course I missed you. I'm going to sit here and eat a cupcake now. Fair enough. I wish I had a cupcake. But anyways, coming up next, we've got uh, Adahe. He's back again. You got any profound thoughts for us, Adahe? Well, you see, the world isn't really round. Gangnam Style. Aw, I dropped cupcake. Stoblong. And as you guys might see on the very bottom right, we have my fellow member of the Bald Brotherhood. Ryan is back again. Good morning, everyone. Why am I awake? Because you love us. Tabletop uh, champion. Did so Naki you... bribe you with cupcakes or something? Maybe. No. Wait, I could have had cupcakes? <laughs> Damn it. I wish I had cupcakes right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, that sucks. You didn't even take my bribe. She could have shown me a picture of a cupcake, and that would have been better than nothing. She was eating one on camera. Does that count? I've been, eat- I've been eating true. one for the past half hour. That's true. It's a huge-ass cupcake, by the way. <laughs> That's why in the uh, in the uh, All Things Good and Nerdy green room, we refer to Naki as a tease. Wait, we got a green room now? Son of a bitch! Little did, <laughs> little did you realize, back in Chicago, I actually have this whole like fancy-ass setup... And, like, I get all the guest hosts in one room, and um, you guys are, are way far away, so suck it. You guys are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just start things off, and let's roll into the news of the week for this week. Live from the ATG and Studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. Any volunteer for who wants to go first? I'll go first. My news of the week is kind of weak sauce, so hopefully everyone will forget it by the time you guys come around. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, unfortunately, um, as as uh, some of you may or may not know, I'm I'm a big big tabletop gaming fan, and Gen Con occurred just a couple weeks ago. Um, so of course, with any large convention in which a lot of stuff is spoiled, there's not really a whole lot of news after the fact. Um, there were some great games released at Gen Con. I won't go into any of those right now just because it's a couple weeks old. Um, you can find good summaries on everything that's that's been put out um, elsewhere. But Fantasy Flight Games did uh, did uh, give me a, a sort of uh, 
boost of nerd vindication. Um, they've got a Game of Thrones card game that they've been they've been publishing for a while now, um, since before the HBO series started. And once the HBO series started, I I made a bold declaration that someday Fantasy Flight Games was going to get that license and publish cards for the card game based off of uh, the imagery from the series, and they are doing that. Um, but they're doing it in sort of a sort of a weird way. Um, they are so it's a half win for you. It's a half win for me. I, they, are, they are publishing cards, so I, uh, so you know, you, you get those moments in life where, where you make a nerd prediction, and then it happens, and you feel, you feel very vindicated. Um, but uh, the unfortunate fact is that the the game that they're publishing is a standalone card game that will not be folded into the original card game. It's a streamlined version in which the Starks and Lannisters vie for dominance of the Iron Throne, um, and. Uh, <clears throat> It looks pretty cool. Um, the news article I'm reading is on fantasyflightgames.com. Um, it's got some great photographs and artwork from the uh, from the HBO series, and seems to be a streamlined version of the Game of Thrones living card game. For those of you that are familiar with that, could be worth a look if you're just a fan of the series and want more uh, more tabletop uh, stuff for your for your Game of Thrones collection. Then I definitely recommend checking it out. I might check that one out. I'm starting to dabble, and I'm supposed to be starting Game of Thrones soon. I've got to determine whether to do that or Doctor Who next. Uh, Game of Thrones is shorter, but they're both so amazing. Yeah, that's 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 a tough call. That's that's a really so okay. Do Game of Thrones first because it is shorter, and you'll enjoy. I, I know you'll enjoy that. I know you'll enjoy Doctor Who, but and, it's longer. And to be fair, you'll probably need the feel good boost of Doctor Who after the crushing. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard is it, it crushes people my, on occasion. Season two hurt my heart and my mind, but mainly my heart. You got a heart? Shut your face, hole. Oh, I missed you guys. <laughs> <laughs> since, since you were mean to me, Naki, you get to go next in News of the Week. Yay, good for me. This is what I get for See, oh. You're rewarded for being mean. Am I? Is this really a reward, though? Really think uh, about that. Maybe. Um, hang on, I'm pulling up my news article. This, I'm, this is me stalling. I'm pulling up my news article in, in the other computer. Which uh, We're a professional group today, aren't we? <laughs> yes, yes we are. Um, <laughs> You're rusty after two weeks off. <laughs> Shut up. No more vacations. <laughs> no more vacations for me. It wasn't a vacation, I was working. Okay, anyways. Um, just so everybody knows which I announced it on the Twitter feed and the Facebook feed and everything. But I do sit on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, so if you want to chat with us while we're doing this, uh, just saying, I will see it. Yeah. Eat that. Okay, so, what my news of the week is, is that Homeland Security uh, had a little announcement this week for the uh, Zombie Awareness Month, which apparently is October. Was not aware of this until now. Makes perfect sense. It makes complete perfect sense. You know, I don't know why I didn't know about this because zombies are kind of like awesome. You know, kind of if they would stop eating our brains. But um, they apparently went on, um, went off and told people to uh, be prepared for the zombie apocalypse, and they. Um, they actually had a statement out there saying, you know, uh, if you're prepared for zombies, you'll be prepared for real emer- real emergency disasters. And it was kind of like, 
I, when I when I first read the article, I got kind of excited, thinking like, oh, even they're prepared for zombie apocalypse. But no, it's kind of like a backhanded thing. Like, if you're prepared for this, then you'll be prepared for this. And we're like, I think FEMA did something similar. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did the same thing. Oh, it was like a year ago that they did something similar to that. That was actually, if I remember correctly, that was a line from Max Brooks's uh, zombie survival guide. Um, is that if you are prepared for a zombie apocalypse, you're prepared for most other natural disasters. So, mm-hmm. oh, it was the CDC that previously did it. Okay, that's what it was. It's it's still an interesting way to kind of get it out there so that people start thinking about disaster recovery and things like that. So it is. It's it's a, it's a way to, for people to to think about. You know, if if there is a fire, are you ready for this? And, and it, it's um, surprising my our government did something funny. I know intentionally. It's, and it's an it's an intentionally funny, and it was a way to get people's attention. And I kind of, you know, I, I have to agree with them that it's a good idea to do, but at the same time, well, they waited a little too long though, because the zombie craze is starting to die off finally. Thank yes. God. Also, good pun there, Chris. Yeah, unintentional. I assure you. I see I what you did there. <laughs> yeah, he's not smart enough to do something like that intentionally. <laughs> that wasn't very nice at all. We're just all beating it. Okay, I'm going to stop being mean to Chris now because I feel like we're all being really mean to Chris today. It's like kicking a puppy. I'm, I'm sorry, Chris, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm going to start a timer and see how long she actually stops being mean to you. <laughs> the over-under on that's about three and a half minutes. Yeah. yeah. I'll take the under. <laughs> I'm nice sometimes. <laughs> well, I will go next for news. Uh-oh. I'm going uh, on, next for news of the week. I don't even know what just happened. Uh, on on Twitch, it was amazing. Uh, one of the guys on Twitch said, "Leave the bald girl alone." <laughs> That's right. I forgot you guys made me a girl last week. Wait, what? Ah, oh, this is what I get for not having good streaming services. <laughs> yeah, there were no women on the show, so I was nominated to be the woman, the bald, bearded woman. <laughs> you are. You know what? You are. Beautiful. I'm a very ugly. Don't woman. let anybody take you down. <laughs> Chris, I have to tell you, when I, while I was playtesting the drinking game, that may or may not have resulted in an incident that required me to go get some paper towels. <laughs> well, I'm happy to help. And that's as far as I'm going to take that. <laughs> I hope it wasn't because you vomited, but other than that... I was going to say, wouldn't you want tissues? I mean, paper towels would hurt, man. <laughs> I'm building up a callus. What? Oh, okay. What? Okay. <laughs> Masturbation joke, what? <laughs> Dicks, 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 dicks. All right, anyway, moving on to News of the Week. My story is that Michael Dorn is working on getting a new TV show out there, and the title of this TV show is Star Trek Captain Worf. So he basically wants to take uh, story of Worf after the end of Deep Space Nine and continue it. And supposedly he's been shopping it around and people are tentatively interested, but we've heard that before on Star Trek reboots, continuations for TV. So I really don't see it happening, but how cool would it be to have a Captain Worf series on TV where he just goes to kick a bunch of ass? My um, my nerd cred's going to hurt me a little bit here. Um, my, I'm very limited in my Star Trek knowledge. Um, I've only seen like one series of it, and it wasn't one of the good series. Would you watch Voyager? No, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine is what? awesome. Deep Space I was Nine told, is awesome. Deep Space Nine is, me, like the best, is one of the best because of Ron Moore. 
Okay, some people, there were some people who, like, went off on it on, like, this this nerd rage thing at me because all I'd seen is Deep, and all I still have seen is Deep Space Nine. I haven't seen Next Generation or anything like that. So well, I'm had. working on it. I'm working on it. I just have not seen original series or Next Generation, so I don't. No, Deep Space Nine was one of the very few serialized Star Treks, especially after you get past season two where they had, like, long season-long arcs instead of, like, yeah. Freak of the Week type things. And Ron Moore wrote it, and he did Battlestar, so it's automatically good. It's, yeah, it was, it was, I really enjoyed what I saw. I just, I have not, you know what, there's a lot of Star Trek, guys. Okay. You see, you got no excuse now, because it's all on Netflix. <laughs> I know, but there's a lot of Star Treks, I'm Nucky, just saying. Nucky, to, to be fair, um, I have not seen all of TNG, I have not seen all of the original series, and I have not seen uh, any anything of Voyager except for the episode with The Rock. Okay, so I don't oh. feel so bad. Yeah. Don't worry about Voyager; it's not important. Although, do you should watch the episode with the Rock because that's probably okay. the highlight of Voyager as a series. Oh god! Oh god! Borderlands just started on my on my TV. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, Are you trying had. to play Borderlands while we do a podcast? Maybe, maybe I'm just like fuck you guys, but I'm not. I'm not. Well, Wait, uh, that was, was the under right there. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, you Damn. almost made it three and a half minutes. Damn. <laughs> Alright, Adahe, what did you have for us on News of the Week this week? Um, well, Cyborg Cockroaches. That's right. Uh, it's actually already been done. They have this weird little backpack thing. That's, I'll just put up a picture. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of creepy looking, honestly. I was more enjoying your trying to hand gesture it out. I'll be honest. The hand gestures were kind of hot. Just saying. And uh, yeah, it's wirelessly re- remote controlled cyborg cockroaches that have um, like they have speaker or microphones in them, and they can be used to. <laughs> um, like I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. Right now, the, the idea is like if there's like an earthquake and like they need to find people, um, you. They can get guided in, and uh, when they can hear people screaming, they can figure out where people are at. Because cool. it also has like a GPS locator built into it as well. So it's really, it's a really neat idea. I mean, I hate cockroaches as much as anyone else, but it's really awesome. And it's like one of those things you see in sci-fi movies all the time. It's actually <laughs> happened. Unlike the hoverboard, just saying. Where the fuck's my hoverboard? I can't like block my entire computer screen, so don't mind me. Because like cockroaches uh, give me nightmares. I think I think Naki's Naki's reaction uh, is probably the same reason why there's not a huge like PETA uh, outrage about this. It's it's gone, Naki. You can look again. Because <laughs> um, if, nah, no if this was a rat or like a fluffy bunny, you know there'd be all sorts of you know animal rights activists like you can't do this to animals, but because it's a cockroach, no one cares. On, on a on a serious note, PETA kills more animals than like any other freaking organization. Yeah, They're horrible. They're, they're terrible. The best is when PETA didn't actually own the PETA.org domain. At one point, there was a group that was people eating tasty animals that owned PETA.org. Oh, there are people defending me on, 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 on the YouTubes. Uh, Jeanette is a next-gen person. Uh, Deep Space Nine was too hard to jump into. Uh, uh, TNG and Enterprise. Uh, people... Or, this is Eric... I don't, if someone's I, quoting Enterprise as good Star Trek, they have to ignore the first two seasons. But Enterprise is actually on the air when he was the right age. Fair enough. That's a different story. See, I grew up watching Next Gen. 
Um, it is my Star Trek. My house wasn't really much of a Star Trek house, but... Neither was mine. My house was a sci-fi house. I grew up watching that, Babylon 5, all sorts of stuff. I watched a lot of Star Wars. My house was a redneck house. My dad watched hunting and fishing shows all day. You know how boring that crap is? Like, seriously. Oh, it's it's boring, because my dad watches that now. <laughs> yeah, it ain't fun. It's like a, Nap time. We're going to sit in this tree right here and hope something walks by. Well, is, you watching this shit? <laughs> I almost said y'all hater, and that's not right at all. Anyways. <laughs> so how about that local sports team? They scored 69 points last week. And didn't play this week. Sad. And now yeah. you're dead. We're so actually talking I, to the ghost of Chris. I actually, I actually have a relevant point to make. Um, I, I've been going through an interesting experience. I, I joined my first serious fantasy football league yes. this season. Join the, the dark side. Garden. It's like the yeah. ultimate fucking geek thing right there. It is, it is like, I've, I've heard the phrase, it's, it's D&D for people who beat up, used to beat up kids who played D&D. <laughs> it's true. And it's totally it, true. No, it's worse. It's worse than that. <laughs> Like the amount of work I, I have, I look. I've played a lot of role playing games in my day. I have, I have, you know, I work at a print shop. I have gone and printed out huge tables and charts and maps on a on a large large format plotter printer and hung them up on my wall in order to run an, an advanced campaign. But the amount of work you have to put in for fantasy football dwarfs anything I've ever done for any sort of tabletop role-playing game. Yeah, there's so much research before the draft. You oh, my like, God. How's this going to pan out? How's that going to pan out? I played in a keeper league this year, and I forgot to set my keeper, so I got really screwed. I have, um... Speaking of which, we should do an ATG and fantasy league next year. I'm okay with this. I didn't actually join up a fantasy football team this year. This is the first time in a few we years that I haven't done start one. one. Okay, oh, we? a week late. Uh, yeah. and then, uh, I don't know about that, but just because I haven't done my research this year, I haven't had time. I already but, did my research once. mock uh, March Madness bracket, too. I'll do that. I failed last I year. I love March so Madness. So hardcore. Like, I think I only had, like, first round wins correct, and then everything went wrong. One month. That's just, like, what hey, the Nock, fuck? <laughs> Nock, he'd be proud of me. I actually have a Chicago Bear on my fantasy football team. Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh, but I have oh, two Packers. Part- yeah, there we go. That's what I like to Aww. hear. I'm a Packers fan. Aww. Fuck the Bears. Aww. Bears can go no. eat a dick. Chris, 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 don't don't say fuck the Bears. They do a perfectly good job of fucking themselves. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the Raiders, only worse. Naki, Naki, I will say this for for all for all of the Chicago fans out there. I will say this: I really admire Chicago Bears fans in the same way that I I, I admire Chicago Cubs fans because every also season, a Cubs oh, fan. <laughs> you're so full of hope. You're so full of 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 like vim and vigor, and it just it's it's a beautiful thing. It's like watching time lapse photography of a flower wilting to just see you guys just slowly descend into depression. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, so here's the thing. Uh, Bears fans. I I actually use my Bears fan status and my Cubs fan status as uh as as a way of describing myself because it means I'm loyal to a goddamn fault. Like <laughs> I've been a Cubs fan since I was tiny, tiny, tiny. I've been a Bears fan since I've been tiny, tiny, tiny. And you know what? It just means that I am... You're a special child? 
I'm not a special child. Well, I am a special child. I am a. You don't know how to pick a winner. Bring no, <laughs> I do pick winners. They just take a while. The Bears blossom. won a Super Bowl. Hey, fuck off and die. Bring what, bring eighty five. No, what? Maybe I don't know. Some of the people uh, listening to the show probably weren't even alive the last time that the Bears won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Packers are only two years removed from a Super Bowl win. <laughs> oh man! Um, bringing this back to uh, to video games, um, I don't know if any of you guys ever saw it. it was I think it was the MLB 2011 commercial, and uh, Nokia. I, I think you'd really appreciate this. I'm, I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, it was uh, it was this wonderful. It's, it's you know, the Chicago skyline and. Um, uh, it pans over the Chicago sideline and then it zooms into Wrigley Field and it's Cubs win, Cubs win. Oh yeah, I and saw this. Fireworks going off and like people are dancing in the streets. There's an old man in a nursing home. He's got this like three foot long beard. He's cutting it off. It's his, you know, it's his uh, World Series beard. And uh, it, it it pans into this apartment and this guy's watching watching the game on television and then it pans out more. You see he's holding a controller. And he's playing the most MLB game, and just tears are coming down his face. Oh. We, we had a guy Google it for us uh, yeah, on the, see, on the Twitch chat. Find, um, January 1986, the, Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, yeah, I was just going to say, Bravo uh, just just put it up on uh, YouTube. I was only a year so, off yes, so. Hey, guys, fuck off and die. I can still love my, nice. my teams. I'm not a nice person. I don't know where everybody seems to get this thing that I'm No, nice. I just have to give you crap because you're a Bears fan and I'm a Packers fan. It's like the unwritten law. You know what? Fuck off. That's what. Okay, so can we... Let's... let's So go back to your story, Ryan, and, and how you are playing this D&D for sports nerds. Oh, that is just... It was... I was I was very impressed because, I, you know, like I said, I'd always heard that it was... It was uh, D and D for the folks who used to beat up kids who played D and D, and going into it, I you know I'm not I'm not a big sports fan. I don't follow I don't follow teams. I, I watch games and I cheer for for. Um, you don't watch not, the sports ball. I don't watch the sports ball. I don't know how many scoring points you need to Sorry. score a, a field goal. Sorry, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I will say this, Naki, as well. Since uh, since Wisconsin doesn't have a hockey team, go Blackhawks. Yeah, um, and if you guys want to do a fantasy hockey league, uh, Ooh, uh, I'd be all be, up for that. But that might man, be I don't know dick about hockey though. <laughs> you don't know dick about dicks. What? What? Anything Maybe that, that was for hockey. the drinking game. <laughs> fantasy hockey would be like fantasy pro wrestling. They're basically the same thing. No, yeah. pro wrestling's fake. I was going to say, uh, hockey's awesome. Pro wrestling is awesome when the Rock's involved. I enjoy ho- watching hockey during the playoffs, but other than that, it's too long of a season, just like the NBA. I don't watch the NBA. Hey, did you do a live draft, Ryan, or was it uh, automated? We, we did do We did do a live draft. I was it's able so to... It's so much play. more fun that way. Yeah. I. It was... You know... What what I what I really appreciated um, is at this point there are so many people who will sign up That's for awesome. fantasy football leagues and have no idea what's going on that uh, there are a, there's there's a, a dearth of websites that just be like recommendations short simple notes about who to who to start who's injured what's going on and I I feel like I've actually made some really smart decisions um, yeah. despite not knowing anything about anything. So, And you always go for those dark horses at the end in the hopes that they turn into something because my one yeah. friend got Cam Newton in like the 12th round last year. 
I uh, I got Cam Newton. He was my first pick, actually. Mine was a uh... oh crap, brain fart. Ray Rice. And I had the last pick in the first round and somehow got Ray Rice, so I'm not sure how that happened. We are talking a lot of sports ball this week. All right, let's stop talking sports ball then. Let's move on to the I'm fact not- that, Naki, you just went to two cons, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what happened at Star Wars Celebration and PAX. Any cool shit? They were awesome! <laughs> um, Even the okay, dogs so liked it. <laughs> I was going to say, dogs everywhere agreed that Star Wars Celebration and PAX was awesome. Um... So, okay, now we're going to make me think. Uh, Star Wars Celebration, I met fake George Lucas. That was cool. Um, I thought you met the actual George Lucas. I ran by him in passing. That's cool. But didn't actually meet George Lucas. I met How fake George. How would you George- him? He, He's wearing flannel well, and has a beard. Well, his security team kind of gave it away. There you go. Hey, uh, Bravo was there. Yeah, I got we're in the... Uh, in the show notes, uh, or in the YouTube links, um, the 10 a.m. show does have a drinking game. We'll get back to that later. Um, and Bravo, yes, was at Star Wars Celebration with me, and he was stuck with me all week. Um, train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, um, they had some really cool stuff going on. Um, there was the premiere of The Clone Wars, which I did not watch. I didn't think I watched a single panel at Star Wars because I was running a lot. Um, they had some really, really cool toys um, that I wanted all of them, but did not buy. But I bought a, which is actually way over there, and I can't reach it from here, but I bought a Stitch that is as Yoda, and that made me happy. I also bought my, da- I bought my dad a bunch of toys, but because I think he might be watching, I don't want to say what it is because it's his birthday present, so he'll get it on Tuesday. <laughs> Good call. Um, by the way, hi, Dad. Hi, Mom. Um, sorry, you're listening to me swear a lot. Um, and say dicks. And be mean. And be mean. I'm kind of, (laughs) I think they're going to pick up that I'm not that nice of a person. Um, and then at PAX, um, another one where I sat in on no panels. Um, but I had Valve and, um, Minecraft. Ha ha. Those were the two big ones. It took me a second. Don't mind me. Um, Valve, Valve and Minecraft were in the theater I was working in. Um, I also got to play Gears of War Judgment, which if you, follow, awesome. if you followed my uh, Twitter feed through the past two weeks, you probably watched my Rapid Descent into Madness as, long as, as well as um, the fact that I, uh, I did get to play Gears of War Judgment. I got really turned around when I was playing it because in the multiplayer, I was shooting other humans. I was not shooting locusts. So I was like running around and I'm like, why are these people shooting me? I don't understand what is you were going team on. Killing? What? You were team killing? I was team killing and I was really confused because I was just like, what the fuck? Why are there other humans shooting me? Um, <clears throat> okay, Bravo is correcting me on here. Fuck you. Sorry, Bravo. But, uh,. <laughs> You know what? Is there not, a drink I'm, for every time we say "fuck you" to someone? I think it's in the drinking be. game. Um, <laughs> I can I could run through the the drinking game if you guys would like me to. Uh, <laughs> we might have to do that at the end of the show. <laughs> my 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 new friend, my new BFF, Rachel. She was also at PAX. She's she's mentioning that on the uh the uh the uh, thing, and she got my jokes. Yay! People understand my jokes. Um. 
there was there was a, so much going on at PAX that I'm pretty positive I missed out on a lot. Um, the Omegathon, I got to catch some of it. Um, that was really, really, really fun to watch, especially when they did the Dance Central. Um, trying to think. Uh, I did get to look at something that Ryan had brought to my attention, the uh, Star Wars Fantasy Flight RPG game that came out. Um, the mechanic, it, it was only the beta, but the mechanics of it look good. It looks, um, it, it, uh, what was my train? I, I lost my train of thought. Um, mechanics of the game. The mechanics of the game, there was, there was a couple things that, that left me questioning, like, um, like where, how, if you were going to make a one shot of it. Like, is that possible? I didn't really see a way that you could make a one-shot of it. It looks like a game that needed to be kind of extended. Um, it's definitely a uh, fun, fun thing. Um, sorry, I got distracted by YouTube. Um, Just as a, as a quick aside, the, uh, the fact that Fantasy Flight has the Star Wars license has me giddy with joy. Um, they've got the... the Role-playing game coming out. Um, the the beta rules that you saw for Shadows of the Empire, which Ooh. no, I, like Shadows of the Empire. For, I don't remember what the exact subtitle is, but uh, they're coming out with three individual role-playing games that are all going to be using the same system. And uh, I play a lot of the Warhammer role-playing games from Fantasy Flight, so they've they've got a pretty good pedigree on doing good role-playing games. And they've also got the X-wing miniatures game and the Star Wars card game. So they're doing some really cool, exciting stuff. I'm intrigued. Um, okay, just things that are being said on the YouTubes. Uh, fuck you, Bravo should be a shot in the drinking game. I can make trolling during a show a thing. Bravo, feel free to do that. Hey, um, I'm the one that does the trolling around here. We will all die. Um, get, don't forget, uh, Rachel, uh, where I met Rachel is the Chris and Scott show where I was merch bitch with her and, uh, Rage and a couple other people. Or one other person, a couple other... I don't know what's going on. Um, I was drinking that night. Uh, <laughs> but we were, we all, uh, we were we were the merch people, and it was awesome. Um, Bravo is making fun of me because I don't know how to talk. Um, Not like you need to if you host a podcast or anything. I know, right? God. And then uh, Eric is saying <laughs> that we sh- that they should further, they should continue talking to further derail my train of thought. So... Good times, good times. Team. Love you all. Go team. And uh, if I think of anything cool about PAX or Star Wars, I'll, I'll say it randomly. Did you, get the, did you see Eric while you were down at a Star Wars celebration? See who? Eric. Chalk art. Oh, I did. I did. I did see Eric. And um, it was awesome. He. I don't know if... Uh, I saw the pictures up. on Twitter. It was really cool looking. It was... It, it was... As always, it was amazing. And... Yeah. Um, I got to talk to him a little bit. Uh, he, he was very much on time, and there was a day where, where things got kind of screwed up and we couldn't let the exhibitors in, and I don't really know why, and that kind of threw him off a little bit. He got everything done on time, and it was amazing. It blew my mind the whole, like, it always does. Yeah, it's um, so incredible when you see it in person. It is. The and pictures I, aren't, I, The pictures aren't the same as seeing it in, ugh, as seeing it in person. Um, he'll be at New York Comic Con, where I will also be, and... Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to pull out there. Uh, he, he, we're actually going to—I have to email him. We were going to schedule him to come back on. So that'd be fantastic because I wouldn't mind being on. I wasn't on last time he was on. So no, because you were too good for us being drunk at a wedding. 
Hey, it was a wedding with an open bar, and I had to drive back the next day. So I tweeted you guys while the show was on, but nobody acknowledged my tweet. I you didn't know care about you anyway. I mean, yeah, I know. That's the problem, I figured. Considering I'm the one who, who runs the Twitter account during the show, um, yeah, I was just ignoring you. Oh, yeah, Bravo wants me to, Bravo wants me to mention the cosplay at Star Wars Celebration. Let me tell you guys, this is the best thing in the world. Babies dressed up as anything is fucking adorable, and I don't like kids. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, you equated them to little Hitlers at one point. I have called them little Hitlers. You know what? Babies dressed up as anything is, is fucking adorable. And you know what? I didn't see a, a crying baby anywhere. Like, it was really kind of confusing. Because well, like, you were drinking. No, not at Star Wars. At Star Wars, I was sober. <laughs> and <laughs> and it was crazy because there was babies everywhere. And uh, there were like there was a little Leia baby. There was one dressed up as Yoda that was the most adorable thing because it was it was attached to the back. There was one dressed up as an Ewok. Like I saw all the all the different cosplays. I saw little stormtroopers. They were adorable. They made a they made their armor out of paper. It was the most adorable thing That's in the cool. world. And I'm like sitting here like I don't want to punt you because you're cute. And I don't I generally do not feel this way when it comes to babies. I generally want to punt them, and I didn't feel this first way. First, ask time. questions later. Exactly. I- I really love when uh, when when you have nerdy parents, especially nerdy parents who cosplay who cos- cosplay <laughs> who cosplay, um, and they have kids, and all of a sudden it's like, look, we have a new accessory for our costume. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of felt that way with some of them, but uh, the the at this time, uh, well, not all the time. A um, couple comments on YouTube. Um, Bravo says I eat babies. True facts. Um, Bravo, the best thing that um, Bravo wrote now is my new favorite thing. The only crying babies we saw at uh, Star Wars Celebration were the adults who couldn't get into the panels. Because uh, let me tell you guys, there were some crying baby adults right there. (laughs) Especially those who couldn't get into the Clone Wars, where there were children who I had to turn away and be like, I'm sorry, the panel's full, blah, blah, blah. And I had a small child burst into tears, and I felt bad, but I had an adult burst into tears, and I did not feel bad. You would have seen that at Comic-Con a few years back when they did the uh, the Tron panel in the same theater they did the Twilight panel in, and all the Twilight fans got in there during Tron so they could see it, so all the Tron fans missed the panel. Oh, and Rachel says little stormtroopers are delicious, fun. and that's true. Delicious um, and nutritious? Better with They'd chili and fries. They'd probably be a little crunchy, I'm guessing. They're better with chili and fries. You know, the, the best thing about little stormtroopers is that they go down real easy. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I meant Ew. Mind out of the gutter, plain. Mind out of the gutter. Let's keep it. Let's keep it away from. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Let, let's move on to something else before we go down another dark path here. Seriously, what the I hell? Naki, real quick, I did want to ask, um, how was the, uh, the the cosplay scene at PAX? Because I was looking at photos from PAX and from Dragon Con, and there were a lot of instances where I had to double-check what con- convention I was looking at. And my experience at PAX in 2005 and 2006 was that it wasn't a huge cosplay convention. It seems like that's sort of changed, though. Um, there's still... It's not still, you know, as big as, like, Dragon Con or whatever. Um, but... 
what I did see, I wasn't out on the expo floor a lot. Like I, I would hit the floor long enough for me to do my pictures and to hand out some stickers and that's about it. But um, there was a lot of League of Legends stuff, which I don't, I don't play League of Legends because I don't have a PC capable, but... Mm-hmm. Um, a shoebox can play League of Legends. I've seen I it. will punch you at the hay. A shoebox, like literally. I you, can, you can get a hand-crank do... wooden computer and just sit like this and play okay. League of Legends. This is, my, this is my laptop. See how thick this is? Do you see how thick this is? Out of context. Out of context, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> this, this dude in my, on my Twitch chat just said he plays League of Legends on his toaster. Fuck you guys. A Cylon? <laughs> Cylon. Yeah, I play League of, League of Legends on Trisha Helfer. Wait, what? Yeah. What? That's all I Trisha Helfer. <laughs> dude, I'd go gay for Trisha Hel- Helfer. It's cool. Um... But it's like, so, and Rachel on YouTube made a good point. It was, uh... Not Trisha Helfer? No, not Trisha Helfer. It was no, a really, well, it was, we had a really hard I'm time f- trying to figure out what people were cosplaying as. Um, it was mostly League of Legends stuff that, that at least that I saw. Um, I saw, I saw a couple Halo, um, I saw a lot of My Little Pony, which, is there now a video the game? are everywhere. Well, no, 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 no. these were video. chicks. These were chicks dressed up as My Little Pony. There's not really a the It's just really popular right now. It's ridiculously popular. And for a lot of, of women, it's like it's an excuse to wear slutty clothing with fucking rainbow collars. Well, no, because I, I... Well, I used to cosplay. I can't anymore, but... Um, like, I feel I need to point out that not all of the... Uh, the My Little Pony cosplay that girls do is slutty. Like, a lot of it's, you know, they, they a lot of them treat it like Disney princess cosplay and actually do some really impressive stuff. I have Jeanette to blame for that, so thanks. Well, you're always going to find some people that take cosplay and make it slutty, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on a slutty Daredevil for C2E2 next year, so... Um... Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I, if you, Note I, to I self, thought... don't go to C2E2. <laughs> There, there was some slutty Ewoks, or the the skanky oh, Ewoks. What? Which was basically a fur bikini with a pole, and I, I don't like was, this. It was really kind of awkward. I do have pictures of it, which I will be posting on my Facebook eventually. I'm right now. I'm going through the editing phases of of going through pictures, but you can dump on the show's Facebook if you want to. Yeah, I'll let. You, I, I can put it all up there, um, but it's. There, there was some, there was some slutty Ewoks, and it was a little, little, little awkward. And um, you know what? After seeing the slutty Big Bird costume, I'm kind of done. Just kind of wash my hands of that one, walk slutty away. Slutty Big Bird. What is the one coming to? Uh, why not slutty Cookie Monster? There is. He doesn't eat cookies there's, anymore. It's ridiculous. There's, there's a slutty Cookie Monster and a slutty um, and a, and a slutty Elmo. Oh, apparently there was some Game of Thrones cosplay over at the um. Was it slutty? Over at PAX. Well, it was... It, Could be. It was Daenerys. She's naked a lot. <laughs> Alright, so move cool. to the front of Q, Game of Thrones. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, I've got the internet. Never mind, I'm good. <laughs> the interwebs. I'm going to continue eating my cupcake. You should go on to another topic. All right, guys, let's, let's roll into some of the news stories we had out of movies and TV. And the first one I want to talk about is uh, Stan Lee at Fan Expo Canada about a week and a half ago was interviewed, and they asked him about some of his most favorite and least favorite Marvel movies. So there were three movies called out on least favorite. you guys have any guesses which those would be? Daredevil. 
Yeah, Daredevil. I was going to say Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil's too. one. Damn. And Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Which one? He just said Fantastic. He didn't like Doctor Doom in Fantastic Four, so I guess Electra? we'll have to go with the first on that. Electra he didn't even think of Electra, but he wasn't in Electra, so he probably didn't think of it for that uh, reason. Yeah, but the other one he brought up, his quibble was he didn't particularly care for the Hulk movies because he thought the Hulk was too big in them. Which one? So because I really like the Edward Norton. Both Hulk I, movies. Really, I really yeah. like the Edward Norton one. Yeah, but the Hulk in there was big compared to what the Hulk was supposed to be when he was created originally. That's I mean, true. it's changed throughout time in the comics. Sometimes Hulk is gigantic, other times Hulk is like regular human size, just ripped and beating shit. Up. Well, I guess it's supposed. I suppose it depends on what you, which version of the Hulk you were going by. I think yeah. I think they did a really good job in Avengers because he was he was, I do too. he was hulking, but he wasn't he wasn't giant. He wasn't two stories tall. I, I enjoyed the Avengers way too much. So, what was I think it was I think it was Elliot that said this one that Hulk does more hulking in Avengers than he ever did in his own movies. It's true. It's it's totally true. Yeah, and I, I agree. And then he also went on for some of the future properties he's excited about for Marvel movies. You guys want to guess or just have me tell you on those ones? Um, before Avengers. you do, before you do. Okay. Bravo has said the best thing ever. Daredevil easily becomes a gimp costume. The end. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually was in the Daredevil movie. Uh, I'm gonna say, back on topic, I, w- I will probably say that uh, Iron Man and Avengers are in the top three. See, he didn't mention those. He, the ones he talked about that he was really looking forward to, or ones that they haven't made yet. But he was saying Deadpool. He was really looking forward to seeing a movie there. Yeah. He was also looking forward to a Doctor Strange movie, a Black Panther movie, and an Ant-Man movie. Hmm. I'm really looking forward to Ant-Man. I don't know if anybody else is, but I'm extremely looking forward to Ant-Man. because I, I think Ant-Man could be really cool. I think Doctor Strange, if they do it right, could be an awesome movie. It's not going to appeal to the masses, I don't think. But yeah, but they can't cast I, I, The Rock in all of them. No. Yes. Yes, they can. Because The Rock don't, is Doctor don't, Strange. Don't doubt it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm most excited for a Black Panther movie. Um... Because it, it also has the opportunity to open up the Marvel movie universe to a more global scale by right. introducing Wakanda. But I will say that I think a Doctor Strange movie could, could succeed very, very well if they, if they play a sort of Harry Potter angle and kind of go for that crowd a little bit, mm-hmm. if, that, if that makes sense. I mean, I'm not she saying... crossed over with Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't actually do that, please. Please, please, uh, uh, students and faculty of Hogwarts, please welcome your new headmaster, Dr. Stephen Strange. And then Dormammu <laughs> shows up and crushes half the castle. <laughs> well, all Harry Potter tries to do is use Expelliarmus, because that's the only spell he uses. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know if this was a canned response from Stanley or not, but pretty much all the movies he mentioned are all pretty much in development at the moment. Yeah, That's they, true. Uh, They've talked a lot of randomly talked a lot about the Deadpool movie, but I think uh, the Deadpool movie, if they do it in the way the character was created, could be really cool. Well, I mean, Ryan Reynolds said he'd still down for a Deadpool movie, and he'd do a lot better at that than he would at. Uh, it's because he is Deadpool, basically. <laughs> he um, really is. I think they should follow Ryan Ryan Reynolds' original recommendation and make it a musical. Oh my God, that would be amazing! Somebody shut up! Oh wait! Oh wait! I'm the I'm the um I'm the the captain here. I could shut off Ryan right now. 
No. <laughs> I don't know. The Deadpool, the musical, sounds amazing. Come on. Hey, well, let's be honest. How many people just kind of went, ugh, when they heard there was going to be a musical number in Captain America, and how awesome was it? Okay, honestly, here's the thing. I kind of dozed off during Captain America. I'm sorry. You're off the show. I'm done forever. <laughs> I'm not like no. I I have watched it again. I just I went. Uh, we anyways. have a new. Uh, we have an open spot on the uh, podcast permanently, <laughs> or uh, preferably an, another female uh, person. We want to take this so we spot. Can fill our quota there. <laughs> um, I don't know if Bravo's is is Bravo trolling here. Did you guys hear the rumor that Doctor Strange is going to be in Thor too? Is Bravo trolling or is this real? I haven't heard that rumor, but it wouldn't surprise me if they tried to do it because the mystical aspect of Thor's character, you could probably do that and get away with it. Oh, yeah. But to be fair, I haven't really been following a lot of the speculation on Thor 2 at this point. Well, okay, so we can we can mention it at this point then, and I don't know if you did already, because um, because I, I kind of tuned you guys out for a second there. Ha-ha. Um, we, there's a lot of Iron Man 3 spoilers going on. But we're not going to talk about it because Chris here is going spoiler free. Um, I haven't read anything yet because I suck and have been traveling and sleepy and shit. And um, I don't know about these other two. I'm but. spoiler free. I'm spoiler free all the way. Yeah, so if you guys want to know what the spoilers are that have come out for Iron Man 3, we'll put them in the show notes with the audio podcast. It'll be in the show description on the YouTube side of things when it's all over. As much as I read on it before the spoiler tag started, it's something about the new armor that Stark has. I don't know anything beyond it's more backstory on the armor. Hulk and Hulk. Hulk. I just awesome. read it. Hulk. I just read it. It's pretty cool. Is it? So you have Adahe's seal of approval. It's pretty cool. Check it out. We're not going to talk about it because the bulk of us are going spoiler free on it. Oh, so Bravo just said Bravo just sent me the article uh, in in G Chat, so you guys don't have it here. But it's uh, about rumors claim Doctor Strange may be in Thor: The Dark World, and guess who's up for the role? Come on, guess, 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 because it's the Raw. No, come on, Ooh, think, of, think outside John the box. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Oh fuck no! I wouldn't be excited if it was right now. <laughs> I would. I Dude, you've got two spots opening up, right, Chris? You need two. <laughs> Wait, I mean, hey, you want it permanently, Ryan? Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Taylor Lautner. Is it Taylor Lautner? Okay, really, we need to boot Adahe from the show, like right now, right now. All right, guys. Who is it? Because who is it? It is Mr. Vigo Mortensen. Oh my god! Him. Okay, I, I could him. see him as Doctor Strange. That yes. would be. That would be a good pick. I'd be totally cool with this, and plus I fucking love him. I want to see him with a pencil-thin mustache. I, uh, <laughs> You know what? He will always be Aragorn in my heart, even though he's done so many movies. Like It's just like, Aragorn, smooth. Sorry, I went into a place in my head. Anyways. You know, oh, I yeah, think, see I the think... article now. From two Daniel days. Martinson, yeah, I'm Daniel gonna. I'm, may uh may be in danger of getting typecast for for uh, tackling large, um, large, you know, cosmic enemies who are on fire in some fashion. It's well, I think it's still okay. <laughs> IMDb has a top ten list of actors who could play Doctor Strange. Their number one was Viggo Mortensen. Their number two was Johnny Depp, which I think could be interesting, but they wouldn't get him. 
I no. can't get into the chat for whatever reason on the Hangout. So the number three one, actually, this is kind of intriguing. Their number three pick, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman would make an amazing Doctor Strange. Yeah, he would be an incredible Doctor Strange because he and just owns any role he's in. Actually, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Gary Oldman. If you if you remember back to Air Force One and the yes. his character from Air Force One, like that's that's kind of Doctor Strange-ish to me. Mm-hmm. Let's see, number four on their list. I don't like this one. Was Liam Neeson? I like Liam I Neeson for anything. Whatever. I don't see him everything anymore though. He's a little overused. I I kind of I would kind of like to see someone someone younger as Doctor Strange. Not I mean yeah. not super young, but younger. Let's see. The number five on here is Alex O'Loughlin, who was he plays. He's in Hawaii Five O. He's the lead character in that. I don't see yeah. him as Doctor Strange. Oh wait, now he sent me a new article. Hang on. Who plays um, Littlefinger in uh, in Game of Thrones? I have no idea. I don't. I'm not watching it yet. Uh oh, crap! What's his name? Quickly, someone to the IMDb's. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. Um, well, while we're looking that up, I'll go through some of the other names they suggest on here. They suggested Ian McGregor, which I think could be interesting. That could be interesting. I don't know if he'd... Uh, I don't know if he'd be the right Tom player. Cruise, which means they're smoking crack if they think he should be Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, this one's kind of interesting, but I think he's a little too old. Pierce Brosnan. That's interesting. Um, don't know. Hmm. And then the last know. one they have on the list, which I don't buy either, is Kevin Bacon. What about what about John Stamos? No, no. Um, uh, Littlefinger from uh, Game of Thrones, Peter Peter Baelish, is played by Aidan Gillen, and I think he would make an amazing Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay, so Bravo sent me another article. This one is from the Mary Sue, instead of IGN. Um. It, they don't have anything. I'm trying to read it real quick. Um, they don't have anything solid as to who Doctor Strange, but um, not sketch Strange. Keep talking. <laughs> I'm browsing IMDb here, and I just found I just found where the Triplets movie was announced. Eddie Murphy. Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger triplets. That's awesome. Are <laughs> oh, they like doing a spinoff of Junior? No, it's off uh, of Twins. Twins. Oh, yeah, I guess I yeah, make that makes sense. Um, yeah, it. Nothing is set in stone as to Strange or it Dark World. Surprise me if they tried to bring him in, and they've already brought up some of his his props or whatever because I think in. A, and Odin's Vault, the Eye of Agamotto was in there, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would be cool if they brought in Doctor Strange. if, And then they could do that to spin off his movie from there. Yeah. Um, but I'm just worried that, they're going to try and put too many different characters in the Thor 2 if they keep doing that, though. And you'll have an Iron Man 2 problem. Uh, Jeanette says a Carl Urban for Doctor Strange. Um, oh. That could oh, be man. Uh... uh I'd, I'd go gay for that. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be okay with this. Um, Bravo wants Ewan McGregor for Hank Pym. Pym? Yeah, I can, see that. Um, I can see that. We just need to do a show where we do fantasy casting of superheroes. 
That should be the drinking game show. <laughs> we should probably announce the drinking game show and then yeah, figure, put out a call for people. I'm such an asshole. I'll say weird shit like Rowan Atkinson. He'll be like, Miley Cyrus for Thor. <laughs> we need Rowan Atkinson as Magneto. Rowan Atkinson for anything. I fucking love him. <laughs> the Bean as Magneto. Come on. Who doesn't love that? Okay, Bravo, I'm not showing the link you just sent me. Uh, li- there's a link, there is a Tumblr account called Liam Neeson's Cock. I'm not going to pull up that. Right, so, so random trivia question for you guys, which will lead us in our next story. What TV series turned 46 years old last week? I know, I know, I know. Pick me, pick me. Oh, that's, isn't that just Star Trek? Yes, shut up. Yes. You suck. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Star Trek, wait. It's on Google. Star Trek? It's on Google, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the Google Doodle was all about it, too, which was really cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Star Trek, the original series, turned 46 last week. And it's still hella fun to watch from time to time. It really is. I'm not kidding. I'll, I'll turn it on Netflix occasionally and just watch an episode of old school Star Trek. Uh, My favorite Star Trek character of all time is is Dr. Leonard Bones McCoy. Like... Uh, so I mean, I'll, I'll watch original series any day of the week yep. just to get just to get uh, just to get bones. Take that as the, you will. The cast just had such good chemistry. They really they good. Did. I just dropped cupcake all over myself. I'm sexy. This is why I'm single, folks. Sorry. <laughs> all right then. I just uh, I, I seriously just dropped cupcake all over myself, so I'm muttering. Well, it, it, to to celebrate. Okay, go ahead, Adam. Cyclops, Macaulay Culkin. Just saying. <laughs> Adam, you're fired. <laughs> I understand that this started out as your show, but you're fired. <laughs> well, to continue with the theme of Star Trek's birthday, they had an interesting article up on Geek Tyrant about interesting Star Trek facts you might not have known. I just wanted to go through a couple of them on here because there's ten of them. I don't want to read them all, but. The first one, the iconic line that everyone associates with it, to boldly go where no one has gone before, has been inspired by a line from a White House pamphlet on space around that time frame. Which I thought was kind of cool. It came from a pamphlet published in March 1958. And then, did anyone notice they changed that in Next Gen to make it politically correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, sorry, I'm still. Uh, I feel bad. I don't know Star Trek as well as I should, so I'm just. I'm tuning out of that conversation because I just don't know what's going on anymore. <laughs> Did you guys also know that uh, uh, James Doohan, who played Scotty, was actually on the involved in the invasion of D-Day and was actually shot six times? Well, that explains the drinking. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> and, and actually that he was not Scottish, he's Canadian. Yes. Look at the likeness. Why won't it go off of me on the camera? This is driving think, me nuts. I think Carly Spade just put this on Twitter, and oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it bigger so people can see it on my end, but look at the likeness. <laughs> That's... Let's, I, you know, if you can't see it on YouTube, I'm sorry. Like, there's something going on with the YouTube channel. There we go. That I couldn't pull anything up. There we go. And hey, as funny as that is, I think that's actually a really grave uh, insult to Jeffrey Tambor 
<laughs> backing, backing ability. Let's, I mean, let's not let's not do or say things that we can't take back. <laughs> oh, that was uh, another I'm... random Star Trek fact out of this article about the next gen uniforms that. The first two seasons, they were made of one-piece spandex, and the only reason they changed them is because Patrick Stewart's chiropractor told him that if he kept wearing them, it would cause real and possibly permanent damage to his spine. So that's why in season three, they changed them to be the two-piece uniforms. Nice. I think that's also the same reason why he got the, uh, I think it was in season three, he started wearing the action jacket. I think it was five they brought that. Was it five? It, it yeah. all blends together. I saw I, an interesting interview with Jonathan Frakes, though, from that time frame, and they had what they called the Picard Maneuver on set, which was anytime you saw Patrick Stewart stand up, he always straightened his jacket or his uniform top because the way they wrinkled, so they started calling that the Picard Maneuver all the time. <laughs> okay, and here's the bonus fact that some people don't believe, that nowhere ever in the original Star Trek show were the words, beam me up, Scotty, stated... That one I actually knew already. So then where did Why it come I, from? Couldn't tell you how. Fans bastardized just like they did with uh, Empire Strikes Back. That's true. Because Vader never says, um, Luke, I'm your father in there, like everyone says. That's true. I've seen that movie so many times. It's because it's the best Star Wars movie. I've seen all of those movies so many times. Not the, not the new trilogy. I've, not, I've only seen each of those once, and that was enough. That was one time too many. You know what? You still gotta watch them. You just do. No, no you don't. <laughs> yeah, but you do. You, you, you kind of do. If you're, it, but you know, whatever. What do I know? Assist, okay. Until the no. Revenge. Revenge of the Sith is okay until the Lucasfilm logo shows up. <laughs> I like how the no is still going. <laughs> I can still go longer, but then I laughed. All right, that sorry, we have, we have a new three and a half minute over under. <laughs> oh no, for the no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys been following the rumors about who's going to be potentially directing the new Justice League movie? Um, the last there, I heard was the Ben Affleck. I haven't heard. Yeah, since Ben so. Affleck turned it down. And now the current rumor they have out there is the Wachowskis, who brought you the Matrix, are oh. being targeted to do Justice League the movie. As as long as they do do something where they did the Matrix Reloaded and the Matrix re, re, Revisited, Revamped, re whatever, um, I'm okay with it. I just I loved the Matrix, the first one. Most people do. It's an awesome movie. I, I actually really like the Animatrix. I thought Animatrix was really good. And then they brought on those last two movies, and now I fucking hate it. You know, at the risk of at the risk of uh, completely uh, illegit- illegitimizing, yeah, we'll say that's a word. Uh, completely illegitimizing my my um, take on the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. I will say, I recently sat down and watched the two Matrix sequels, and they're not as good as the first movie, but they are entertaining science fiction action movies, and there are still some really good fight scenes and. It, it, I don't hate them as much now going back and watching them again as I did when they first came out and I think everyone just wanted it to be more Matrix and it just yeah. it wasn't well, it, I, I, it I think the thing that bothered me the most on the sequels is they lost their sense of subtlety that they had in the first one and exactly. instead of making subtle references to things they beat you over the head with Christ imagery in the third movie yeah the third one was, like was basically a sci-fi version of the bible story 
That's, I mean, I've gone back and watched them since they've come out because I, you know, I really wanted to be like, maybe I was just nerd raging or whatever, but you know what? It, I can't watch them. I, the thing that I loved about the matrix was the fact that it left you with questions. I never wanted those questions answered. I didn't want to know anything further. I liked it the way it was because then I could build off of it, make my own thing in my head. And that's how I am with books too. You know, if, if you go too far into it, you know, I just don't care anymore. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the whole details thing how, and how much I hate details. I don't want details. I don't want to know the answers. I just, I want to, my, my imagination wants to go crazy. Let it go crazy. And then when you do things like make stupid sequels, like even and even the action sequences, I didn't feel were that good. Like they were just kind of okay in comparison. So I don't know. I I, I have a personal hatred for the sequels, so I just don't. I would just pretend they don't exist at this point. That's fair. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm just unless, saying, like, unless you like the Star Wars prequels. Mm, <laughs> mm. I'm still angry. I'm sorry. Unless you hate Firefly, angry. then you can't have that opinion either. Anyone who hates Fireflies is dead to me. Not cool. Dead yeah. To me. Have you watched it yet, Adahe? Have you watched Firefly? Where's Why Renity? should I waste my Cause time? It's awesome. Because I think you'd actually enjoy it. I have far too little time to waste watching bad television shows. It's not bad. It's not bad television. Chris, you live closest to him. Go beat him with a shoe. If if it was good, wouldn't it still be on air? No, because it was on Fox. It was on Fox. Fox just manages everything. It's true. They canceled Traffic Light, which I love. Sad face. That got canceled after 13 episodes. At least Dollhouse made it like two seasons. Yeah, and Dollhouse was a piece of garbage, which just yeah, proves especially that, compared to Firefly, which just proves that Fox doesn't know how to handle their television shows if it's not something that the Seth MacFarlane's working on. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I actually, they don't even know how to manage Seth MacFarlane shows because I think the Cleveland show is still on the air. Yeah, yeah and American Dad gets no hype, and it's arguably his best show. I like American Dad. I really like. I did not like it season one, and then all Stewart's in it so much. And then season two, I just I could not. Oh, bye, Chris. Um, I I could not stop watching, and now I'm addicted to it. I have to re-invite him. I do, don't I? And hey, the reason you should watch Firefly is it might uh, it might ignite the long dormant cinder that was once your soul. See, I I worked hard to get rid of that, and uh, why can't you know, and let the hate flow through me and all that crap, you know? I just spelled Chris's last name. <laughs> For How real? do I know this? F A R R E L L. It's an E. E A P. Okay, good. I don't know that. That would have been creepy if I had known that. Yeah, a little bit. You need oh, to respell your last name to Pharrell, like the PH in front of it. That way, you're that way you can be gangsta or something. I don't know. Chris, <laughs> I don't understand. Is Chris here? I'm here. <laughs> I have like your picture, but I don't have. He, he looks normal to me. You just yeah. Suck. I'm here. Yeah. All right. Whatever. It's just I. I have a shitty ass. I'm not even on my laptop. I'm on my sister's. You would think this would be better. Okay. Every time Adahe comes up on the screen, I, I because of his of his lower third, I cannot stop singing Gangnam Style in my head. <laughs> Victory is mine. Victory for Adahe. <laughs> well, All right. So 
one more story in the movies and TV. Josh, you had this marked as your news of the week. I don't know as much about it. What can you tell us about the rebranding of G4? Uh, G4 is being rebranded to um, go into a more modern male. So they're not going back to tech TV then? No, they're going for more of a GQ style. I still don't give a shit then. Uh, they're, they're trying to get rid of the um, the dorm room and messy bachelor pad feeling. Basically, I really think that if the G4 wouldn't have failed so horribly, in my opinion, if they did, if they ran, showed something besides reruns of Cops and Cheaters, for God's sakes. And Ninja I mean, Warrior. It's about all they show. Yeah, and I mean... We knew something was going wrong with G4 when Adam Sessler is like, I'm out. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like their last bit of cred that they lost. So, yeah, it's going to be more of a... They still they, got Morgan Webb. It's true. Uh, but they had a more of a modern male. They, they said, this is a direct quote from them, they want to remain true to their tech-savvy roots, but will adapt to more of a modern male audience. They haven't been true to their tech-savvy roots since they got rid of the screensavers. I know. Screensavers was the shit. So, the, since they're going to this GQ, GQ route, savvy route, does that mean they're not going to do the live coverage of E3 and Comic-Con now? That's what people have been asking about. Because that's um, the only time I really watch that channel is to watch all the Comic-Con coverage. Like, even in the article it mentions, it, what's this mean for the G4's coverage events like Comic-Con, E3, and Attack of the Show is uncertain, but it doesn't look good. In the future, G4 doesn't focus on such events that opens up a door for someone else to step in. So well, Spike TV started doing it this year, actually. They had a bunch of E3 coverage, and I think Adam Sessler was working for them on their E3 coverage. Yes, uh, Adam Sessler was. I remember and then, that. Did they do Comic-Con or not? I think it was just G4 that did Comic-Con. I think it was just G4, yeah. But G4 had uh, John Barrowman on there as a, a host for the Comic-Con coverage, which was awesome. But uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's... I, it's interesting. G4, G4 has been dead since, basically, since, you know, tech TV went away. Uh, the screensavers. And Call for Help and all those shows. Well, Leo turned that into a podcasting empire, though, so I think he made out in the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I got distracted by YouTube comments, because it finally all hit, like, and they all flooded in, so... Um. They disliked Firefly because they felt the characters weren't weren't one dimensional enough. Actual, they didn't even handle Family Guy at first, which is true. Um, then they discuss they're discussing um, Ryan's list of people he's allowed to sleep with. So <laughs> it's a great list. Bravo's on it apparently, or he's making no, himself Bravo, on it. Bravo is not on the list. Is Scarlett Johansson on the list? Um, you know, I only have five slots, and I have to be very, very careful about who I put in them, so yes. <laughs> I was going to say, come on. <laughs> Please, I watched Iron Man 2 again last night. Yes, of course she is. Uh, you mean, Unfortunately, you mean that, that means I only have one more slot to fill. I was going to say, you have, apparently there is a uh, Ouch. Felicia Day, Natalie Dormer... <laughs> Lindsay Sterling, Bravo. Bravo is not on the list. <laughs> Evidently, he wants to be on the list. It seems. I would think they would make a beautiful, a beautiful man baby. All right. Well, look, look, Bravo, Bravo can can woo me with some of his bravocado dip, and maybe we'll see where the night takes us. Bravo does is make that fantastic. Texture is this? No, bravocado dip is amazing. <laughs> Okay then. Uh, I'm gonna wander off topic. screen now. <laughs> so, uh, I did before. Before.
Before we move away from uh, from TV and movies, uh, there was a, there was a story out on here that uh, I wanted to just just briefly sure. touch on, and that is I think it's hilarious that the um, the director of uh, GI Joe Two is being tapped to re- possibly reboot a Masters of the Universe movie franchise. Um, just because I would love to see He-Man back on the big screen. I love the Dolph Lundgren movie. Um, I loved uh, Frank Langella as Skeletor. And uh, I think it's, uh, you know, as, as far as just mining 80s cartoons for movie ideas goes, I think this is a good idea. I'm surprised they haven't brought it back as a cartoon. They tried a couple times. Okay. I must have just missed it. Yeah, there was there was one... I, I I don't know when it aired, but it was at least five five to ten years ago, um, and it wasn't it wasn't very good. It was done in that same style yeah. as the the latest Ninja Turtles cartoon. Okay, yeah, I remember reading the early script that got written. I think it was called like Gray Skull or something like that. It supposedly got really good reviews. Memos won Fifty Shades of Gray Skull. I'm sorry for talking. Oh God, Fifty Shades of Red Bull. All right, then. Why do you do Fifty Shades of Red Bull? I don't know. I just wanted to say Fifty Shades of Red Bull. Fifty Shades of Red Bull porn? What? Porn for everybody. Yay. Everybody likes porn. So, porn and chicken. News. <laughs> I miss chicken and porn nights, not going to lie. They porn and chicken hyster- nights are funny. They're hysterical. You could find the worst porn possible. And eat chicken. And eat chicken. Who doesn't like chicken? I went. I, I heard porn and chicken got excited. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys want to do another news story? Or we want to roll into the Rumble Pit for this week. Let's do Rumble Pit. We're at. We're over an hour now. Okay. So we're going to start with our Rumble Pit. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. And this week in the Rumble Pit. We are pitting RoboCop from the movies against Mega Man for Mega Man 2 with his baseline power level. And I actually did a little bit of reading on this one. Not a ton. But does anyone want to start the argument first, or should I go? You go. I, I, I wanted to just say I don't think they'd ever fight, because they, uh, they both are on the side of justice. He's That's got a true. point. But in the Rumble Pit, they have to fight. It's the rules. Okay. It's how we roll. I would say they'd go both have a cold beer and chill out, but I don't think Robocop can drink beer. Well, also, Mega Man's a minor. That's true. Wouldn't he be Mega Boy then? Touche. Quiet you. <laughs> Quiet you and your logic. <laughs> I think the big thing for me comes down to the fact if you watch Robocop movies, Robocop is slow and lumbersome, but he's well armored. Unless you shoot him in the chin, and then he's fucked. And uh, Mega Man can jump and run and duck and dive, and I think a lot of his agility is going to come into play in this fight. And he could just run circles around RoboCop, I think. That's kind of where I was going to go, that Mega Man has the agility and the and the speed and everything on RoboCop. RoboCop kind of moves, eh, eh. But you know, so Robocop's it's kinda... armor is where it's going to be the problematic thing here. Is would Mega Man? How long would it take for Mega Man's attack to be able to break down his armor? Because really, the only way Robocop gets defeated is he like, gets torn apart and things like that. 
Mega Man has the camera cannon where you in, right? So mm-hmm. I mean that could technically break it down it real really quick. Depends on, it really depends on how big Robocop's life bar is and how <laughs> many uh, E tanks Mega Man has. Um, I do want to point out um that uh if I remember correctly, and I I I can't find it, I did a quick Google, maybe someone else can can find it for me. Um Robocop, if I recall, takes place in like nineteen ninety eight. Like it was yeah. in seven, and it takes place in in uh, in ninety eight or something like that. Whereas yeah. Mega Man is twenty XX, so we already know that that uh, Mega Man takes place further in the future, and it used in thus more advanced yeah. technology is available. Whoa. So it's possible that RoboCop's armor, his one advantage, could be uh, negated by the technology. At this point. Not, not really. You remember the dudes with the hard hats? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, he he, he, does, he has a he doesn't have a plan for armored things because the dude was like, oh, I'm hiding my hard hat, and then you couldn't kill them. Yeah, but Mega Man's also very good at hitting very small weak points, and Robocop has a mouth, a big fleshy mouth. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest design flaw in Robocop's design. You just shoot him in the chin, and he's dead. Uh, Bravo wants to. Bravo has asked, "What if Mega Man became an OCP employee?" then he couldn't do anything to him because that's one of the directives that OCP added in was do no harm to OCP or something like that, I believe. I'm not uh, a great RoboCop expert. Okay, wait. Uh, I was also sent the uh, what year is RoboCop set in wiki answer? Um, the 1988 novelization of the movie, a clue is given as followed. A news report states that Sylvester Stallone has died after a failed head transplant at the age of 97, but his latest movie, Rambo, The Old Blood, will be released soon. This would place the year RoboCop is set in as 2043 or 2044. Actually, it makes sense, given the technological level seen in the film, half-human cyborgs, etc. However, in the miniseries RoboCop Prime Detectives, Murphy's gravestone gives the year of his death as 1992, suggesting that the first film is set in 92 and 93. Hmm. Hmm. I like that we have to go to the TV series and the novelization of the movie to get any sort of answer for that. But it just goes to show you that everything is on the internet. Yeah. True. If Google doesn't know, it's because it doesn't exist yet. Um, we need to make it. Also, there is a request for a chicken and porn hangout night. Just it up. You can't put the porn on Google or they'll boot you. Oh, that's true. So the cameras have to be on the people themselves. We could put up a link, though, as to what porn we're watching. <laughs> you could do it on Skype, potentially. That's true. But you have to pay to do multiple people on Skype. It was like ten dollars a month trial. or something like that. I could do the free trial for a week if we wanted to do it that way. I don't care. <laughs> Pass the free trial around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so for me, I'm leaning towards RoboCop losing because I just think that Mega Man's too fast, and that RoboCop's obnoxiously obvious weak spot is going to get him killed. I have and to RoboCop has limited ammo too. I had I forgot to mention that his gun eventually will run out of ammo. In a in in a rare feat, I'm agreeing with Chris. I'm giving it Holy to Mega Man. Shit. Are you high? A little. This okay. cupcake is really good. There's crack in it. There's crack in this cupcake. I want a crack cake. I mean cupcake. Cup crack. Cup of crack. Cup crack. It's a lot of crack. It's a lot, a lot of crack. <laughs> let me just uh, drink hey. my coffee over here. Any of you guys listening live right now? Feel free to let us know who you think would win in the YouTube comments, please. 
uh, Google is Skynet is what Bravo says, <laughs> which is true. I completely agree. Um, Fair enough. And now they're talking about what porn and chicken night would be. Uh, chicken and porn night, the style of two girls, topic. one cup reaction videos. No. No two girls, one cup. I don't want to <laughs> have to see that. I was forced to see it because I was so, working Rocky at the time. I never saw it. Uh, well, they said the form of, so basically we'd each go out and try to find the strangest porn we could. We'd make each other watch it. No. And then you get the reaction videos. I don't amazing. like this plan at all. <laughs> I need more alcohol. Where's my coffee? Yep. you got to be drunk for porn and chicken night, too. It's even funnier then. But let's go back to Rumble Pit here, and let's get our last two decisions here between Ryan and Adahay. What are you guys thinking? Who wins this matchup? Mega Man has better music. Mega Man. That's <laughs> true. It's true. you got to give it to him there. He has well, so much better music. Since um, I'm unable to agree with Chris on anything, I'm going to say RoboCop. <laughs> but what's, is, it, is it the pure reason that you don't agree with Chris on anything? Exactly, yeah. Wow. Way to dick it up. <laughs> so it's three to one based off the co-hosts here that Mega Man comes out triumphant over RoboCop. And my guess is that if anyone comments on the chat side of things, they'll probably be thinking the same thing because they're not being dicks like Adahe and just disagreeing to troll. Well, right now they're talking about how I'm totally dropping Cupcake right now, which is apparently a new euphemism for doing drugs. Um, awesome. Is Jeanette, it like bath salts? It is. I'm going to start eating people now. Peace out. Um, Zombies. Zombies. You're not getting. I don't want to bring this up. DHS but I, prepared I, us for that. I I did want to mention that I, I think you might have a problem because I mean I remember at C two E two when I caught you in the bathroom freebasing cupcakes, <gasps> and you know it was weird. She had, she was pulling out the batter. She was putting it in a spoon. She was lighting it Holy and baking it right there. She had a syringe full of frosting. It was bad. It was bad. Did she have easy bake oven too. <laughs> Pulled it no, out of backpack. Are... No, no, no. Those are those are too hard to carry around. You just got to use a lighter. I mean, what? What? <laughs> oh dear. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. So you guys want to hear the matchup for next week? Yes, absolutely. I think you guys are going to like this one. We are going to take Han Solo, and he's going to fight Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Didn't we do that? No, we did not. No, oh, no, we did Indiana Jones. We did Indiana Jones. And the thought came up then that we should do that. And this is one that people have mentioned a few times. Bravo says RoboCop, but I think he's just being a dick. Isn't that a slash fiction? Probably. There's a slash fiction of just about everything, though, so I don't think that really counts. I was talking about Bravo and RoboCop. Oh, Oh. okay. I thought you were talking about (laughs) Captain Malick on Solo. (laughs) I would write that right now. You should write that for us and then do a live reading on the next episode. (laughs) You got it. A live dramatic reading. Read it in the style of Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> I don't have his voice. I cannot pull that You off. need to break it up into parts. We'll all read different parts on this uh, oh, production. And, and side note, you, do you guys read the website Topless Robot? They do uh, their uh, fan fiction Friday every time they make fun of a different fan fiction they find on the internet. and It's absolutely hilarious, some of them. It makes me lull. So, wait, am I writing a fanfic of Han Solo and Malcolm Reynolds, or am I writing a fanfic of Bravo with RoboCop? Whichever you want to do, but it's got to be a slash fic, not a fanfic. I suggest (laughs) you write some sort of crazy fanfic of the other Malcolm Reynolds, or whatever, uh, one, and uh, 
make it as slutty and sexy as possible and make Chris read it. I can do that. <laughs> no, we all have to read it. We're going to rotate through. It's only fair that way. <laughs> this isn't about fair. This is about funny. It's going to um, be funny if we all have to do it. Bravo I mean, I says... Care. I'll read the damn thing, but... <laughs> Bravo says, I'd be so torn up after a Bravo Robocop fic that I'd become Robocop himself. So then you'd be... Never mind. This is a slash fic about yourself? So it's a masturbation fic? Yes. That took us down dark path. I'm sorry. Yes, you did. Well, well, all right, yeah, all right. Really so did. for next week, Rumble Pit, Captain Malcolm Reynolds versus Han Solo. Cuddle Pit. What? I want in that. All right, so and Naki's going to be in there too somehow, we've determined. Yes, I'm going to bang both of them before they die. That's just Good how this you. is going to end. Good for you. <laughs> um. That about wraps us up on the Rumble Pit for this week, unless you guys had any more comments. Naki's just imagining that cuddle pit now, I'm sure. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm texting. Yeah, that's right. I'm a what if, professional what if Naki, host. What if Naki wrote the slash fiction, and we turn that into porn and chicken night? Well, we're going to find people to act it out? I'm a little scared here. This sounds expensive, and I don't have the money to put into developing a slash fiction porn. <laughs> it is a little expensive to create a porn, but we do sure all have George webcams. Lucas me. Yeah, that's true. It's very, very easy for them. To do Look, that. we've got webcams. We've got Bravo. We've got tinfoil. What else <laughs> oh, do we need? Oh god. Oh, Bravo apparently says the damage done to his body after fucking RoboCop would be so bad that they have to turn him into RoboCop to save him. What the fuck? <laughs> I do, I do like, I do like that Bravo. Oh, we lost Ryan. Oh, Ryan's gone forever. <laughs> Ryan's not allowed to talk about fucking RoboCop. <laughs> All right, let, let, let's move on a little bit. Let's go into some of the tech news of the week. Ad, hey, you talked before. You were interested in the uh, Nexus Seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, have you seen the rumor that in the next six to seven weeks that Google's going to be releasing a 3G version of the Nexus 7? I heard about that, yeah. Now, there's no price bit. on it, that, and who knows what a data plan would cost. But would Are you one of those that think you need to have 3G for your tablet? No, not yeah, at all. Yeah, me too. I've got a cell phone if I need that is how I look at it. Plus, if you really wanted to, you could get one of those like cell phone Wi-Fi box things. Yeah, I think it's a smart move by Google because there's a lot of people that really are interested in having excuse me, a 3G tablet, especially those that are like your road warriors that traditionally travel a lot. Yeah. But I thought that was interesting. I'd bring it up because we talked about the Nexus 7 before. And there, and one of the other cool things I forgot to mention is they think within the first five weeks about 1.5 million units were sold. Yeah, they did extraordinarily well. And they predict somewhere between 6 to 8 million sold by the end of 2012. And that compares to the Kindle Fire, which has only sold 5 mil. So the Nexus 7 has been surprisingly well-received. And I think that's just because it's a great price on it with good hardware. It really is. I'll be ordering one for Jess before Christmas. Yeah. Are you going to get the 8 gig or the 16 gig? 16. Yeah, that's the way to go. The only downfall I've heard about it is that uh, there's no memory expansion slot. Right. And I think a lot of that is they want you to start using the cloud for everything, if need be. Um, apparently, uh, Eric has mentioned on the YouTubes that Amazon's new Kindle Fire, for- 
Kindle Fire 4G, I can talk, I'm professional, um, has a $50 per year data plan. Right. I was actually just about to lead into that, the announcement of the Kindle Fire in the Kindle Fire HD, but you only get 250 gigs a month, so that's going to go quick if you're using it for a lot of streaming and things like that. Not 250, I mean 250 megs a month. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Okay, because I, I'm trying to get behind the whole, like, iPad and, and Kindle Fire and everything like that. Didn't it, it did start out as just reading books on here. Why why did people evolve it to something more? Well, technology the, has to evolve. Otherwise. Well, I know that technology has to evolve, but and that can go into the Apple lawsuit if we wanted to go that far. We but, did that last week. Did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah that was but, because I have well, crap internet. But, but the Kindle... The Kindle, how they ended up shifting it was originally it was just for designing, for reading books, all the black and white, the e-ink ones, and then they released the Kindle Fire so that it would be built into their marketplace. It's basically a portal to all of Amazon's services. And then at the time, it was also the cheapest tablet on the market because it was running Android 2.3, I think. So did you, so do you find this evolution, do you find it to be annoying or do you find it to be like I don't because necessary. they're, I don't because they're not abandoning the original Kindle. They just put out a new version of the Kindle, which is freaking awesome looking. If I did, I've already got a regular black and white Kindle, but this one's got like the glow in the dark display and stuff like that, so you can read it at night. It takes like eight weeks to kill the charge in it, even with the glowing display. So the fact that they haven't abandoned the pure reading platform is awesome, but they've also opened it up for people who want to do more with a Kindle than just read books. They've made it so you can watch your Amazon videos, you can listen to your music, you can go on Facebook, you can go on the web. But to me, that's distraction. Like well, I don't, well, if I don't, you don't want that distraction, you buy the regular Kindle. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's where they're they're trying to like double up here by being able to offer a tablet and then a pure reading device too at the same time. Gotcha. And that but, and that makes sense. Like like that's what I was I was confused on because wasn't tablets just meant for like reading books? So that would be cool to travel with, you know? Because that's just e-readers that, originally. That was my biggest problem with traveling is that I took four books with me. That are all pretty thick, and I finished all of them before I even traveled. But like I, or when I was traveling, and I didn't want to like carry all of that. Mm-hmm. So like that would be the only reason why I'd get an e, uh, why I'd get an ebook or a Nook or whatever. So yeah, I mean, it, it, what you can do is on most of the tablets that are out there now. Like iPad has their own bookstore, but you can also use the Amazon Kindle app to read all your Kindle books and stuff if you want. You can do it on your cell phones and stuff. But I think that. Just, just my pure prediction here. The fact that the new Kindle Fires are out, it's awesome. It's a good price point, but it's not nearly as good as it was before because the Nexus Seven is out with a two hundred dollars price point. Also, yep. Chris, let me. You said you had a Kindle. Let me pick your brain on this. I, I have both a a Kindle and an iPad, and, and so do while I. I, well, I <laughs> well, I have the Kindle app on the iPad. I will. I would never ever consider long term reading. On me the iPad, like it's it, they're two separate devices to me. I have an e-reader for reading e-books, and I have a tablet for watching Futurama on Netflix in the bathroom, and that's just the difference. <laughs> in, that's just what the devices are for. Poop tweets. Um, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, just as long as you're not FaceTiming while you're on the can. It's it's all from the neck up. No one knows. Yeah, that's true too. No, um, I agree with you in that regard. I use my Kindle for reading primarily. And in a pinch, if I'm somewhere and I didn't bring my Kindle, I might pull up a book on there just to get a couple pages knocked out. But reading a book on an, on a bright display like that, it strains my eyes after a while. Yeah. So yeah. That's why I really like my Kindle because there's no eye strain involved. Basically, reading paper. So, so Naki, uh, you said before the the evolution of the uh, of the 
Kindle hardware and as as a biological science nerd, I think that's like that's so goddamn appropriate because what you have here is you have um, you have a, a diversion, a branching out. So the Kindle started off as one platform, and then now it's branching out two separate ways. Um, and uh, um, they both have, you know, they both have the same common ancestor, but they uh, uh, are, are two separate species at this point. Um, also, Naki, I have to say, I see your uh, your Vanessa sketch from Randy Milholland hanging on your wall back there, and that makes me very, very happy. I have a, a collection of his super stupor sketches. I do too. Like they're all around me. Like I have like six or seven sketches from him. I I fucking love something yeah. positive. It's one of my favorite. I also have, if you can see it, I have um, questionable content. I have Erica Moen who did uh, Dar, a super yes. a top secret early diary. I have Lucy Kinsley. I have um, yeah. I have a whole bunch of art from webcomic. Um, I have hijinks and Sue over there. Um, they're everywhere. Like I'm I'm such a webcomic fan. Um, yeah, sorry. Anyways. Um, so. New Kindle. Good. Good. Um, Jeanette has commented that there's an app called Calibre. Calibre. Thank you. Don't know how to talk. I think I saw that one is. Yeah. Um, and one called Stanza you can use to modify your eBooks and move them around and they're both free. So it's interesting. Um, like I said, I've never used a reader um, I've read the latest uh, Sookie Stackhouse book on my dad's iPad, and my eyes got tired after like after a chapter or two. And I, I'm a I'm a fast reader. I read you know a lot, but like that was the problem that I had using the iPad. But I didn't know if that would be the same issue that I would get if I had an ebook. No, e- because e-reader. there's no illumination source like that. I'm, your traditional ebook e-readers right now, if it's dark, you can't see the screen until, except for the new one that Amazon just put out, and that Barnes and Noble has one also that has like a like a glow to it, but it's not supposed to strain the eyes, like almost like the backlight in the old Palm Pilots and stuff like that. It looks like. Yeah. I, I think it's good competition to see people continuing to put out tablets like that and drive the price down. And I'm curious to see what Apple does when they announce their stuff this next, this upcoming week, whether they announce their rumored iPad Mini or not, and what the price point is. Now, I the, think that's uh, going to be big. The Google, you mentioned the 3G. Why wouldn't they just go 4G? Because most places don't have 4G right now. Mm. And 4G kills your battery a lot faster than 3G. That's true. Um, Jeanette has come to tell us that years of reading fanfic and online smut has accustomed her eyes to e-reading, which, you know, there's a lot of people who would rather read it that way. I don't know. I I can't I can't say that I've ever been focused enough reading stuff online to to use an iPad and stuff like that. Like, it's... The convenience of having my Kindle e-reader was awesome when I was traveling a lot because I could carry 20 books on a small little device. The battery life was so ridiculous. I could charge it before I left and it wouldn't run out by the time I came home. It just made things easy. The only problem is, excuse me, the people on the airlines who don't realize that, hey, a Kindle doesn't draw power when you're not turning the pages. So I don't have to turn my Kindle off when we're taking off and landing. And uh, you know what? And that would have been nice then, for it used this trip. So little power, it should do nothing because it just takes a tiny little charge to change the the positive and negative charges on the screen. It's ridiculous how little power it uses. Is it is it just like a a micro USB charger? Or yeah, it's like... just a micro USB charger too. Oh, so I even carry that with me for my phone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you had to charge it up, you could. But I I have 
at one point my Kindle sat at my bedside table for about two months because I was not reading a bunch of stuff other than the comics I was catching up on. And I never plugged it in, and I turned it back on, and it still had battery. Hmm. All right, then. It it's... uses, like, no battery. It's crazy. Unless you have Wi-Fi on, then it eats a little bit. I yeah. mean, that I, the plan is to eventually evolve and use e-readers and be, you know, normal person. But... I, I will say the $79 Kindle is a pretty good deal on there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, for just the basic one, and that's what I would use. I don't want you know a tablet. I don't want that sort of thing. Actually, I think they dropped the price. But honestly, if I were getting one now, I'd look at the new one Amazon put out that has the backlight you can turn on, so you can read at night. I don't read at night. Okay. See, I do. It, I I read before I go to bed. So. See, my problem is that I have overactive imagination. Mm-hmm. So if I read at night. Uh, and I don't finish what I'm reading, my brain continues to run with the book all night. And then I can't stop thinking about it, and then I come up with a better ending than what actually happens in the book. And then I'm sad. (laughs) Don't read Mockingjay, then, because you'll come up with all sorts of better endings. I already finished that series. and I hate the third book. They had such potential. Such potential. And it died. Anyways... Let's go. Let's let's get let's get Adahe talking here because I yeah, feel like Adahe has not talked like at all. Adahe, you were talking about the fact that the Borderlands Two skill tree is out. What can you tell us about that? Bye. Oh. I assume you looked at it. <laughs> She's leaving. It's just a skill tree. It's not that yeah, bad. It's just a skill tree. Oh uh, well, uh, I, I determined that I'll be playing the Gunzerker because he looks absolutely fucking amazing. I, I don't know. Um, how many of you are getting Borderlands 2? I know not. Uh, I pre-ordered it already. Have you I looked at the skill trees? It? I have I'm not even... looked at the skill trees yet, actually. Oh, dude. I gotta finish beating Borderlands Ryan. What's wrong with you, Ryan? Go pre-order it now. I'm I'm yeah. waiting... Hey, 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 hey. I'm waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting to gather a group of people to get the four-pack off of Steam, thank you very much. Okay, yeah, good but answer. Uh, there's a place through where you can buy it. I'll, I'll send you a link after. You can get it for thirty-seven fifty with Steam Key with all the pre-order bonuses. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a nice deal there. Um. Uh, but yeah, the the Gunzerker looks amazing. Like, because <laughs> uh, of how I play Borderlands anyway, where I switch weapons a lot. He has actually has a skill set that will allow if I switch out a weapon and then I kill him with another weapon, it will reload all my weapons that aren't currently equipped. So oh, that way I can cool. instead of instead of taking time to reload, I can just switch through weapons and blow fucking blow shit all the hell up. Not to mention he has huge freaking ammo like capacities and whatnot because he has a, a talent that increases the amount of ammo he carries and the amount of air, ammo that's. Uh, you know, in magazine and whatnot, so it's just amazing. Have they varied um, it up a lot from the last game, then? Uh, a good bit, because um, a lot of people thought that the Gunzerker was taking Brick's place, Okay. and he's really not, because um, as I looked at the skill trees, how I see it, you have the heavily mobile class is zero, you okay. have the, the tank uh, slash DPS class is Axton or the sh- Soldier, uh, you, Maya is uh, elemental DPS, crowd control, and healing. Uh, she has a lot of healing stuff built into one of her trees. And then freaking pure DPS, Gunzerker is going to blow crap up. Like there's no, like hell. He even has uh, 
he even has like a talent. That, like whenever he throws a grenade, he throws another grenade for free. It doesn't even cost ammo. It's like you get two grenades for the price of one. That's awesome. Like, he's amazing. Uh, uh, Maya still has DPS tour. Like all, all the classes, of course, have DPS tour, but. A lot of of Maya, who's the new Siren, uh, her stuff is, seems so much focused around crowd control because phase lock is really fucking awesome. Like, I, I can't wait to see how it all plays out. Um, they put in a new like top end guy, and like and, like we dare you to kill it because like they haven't been able to kill it very effectively yet. Like they That's took cool. a team of pro gamers, gave them max level, gave them good gear, and they got it down like fifteen percent. I'm looking forward to this game, I'll be honest. Oh, it looks so amazing. Um, outside of the, the skill trees, I haven't seen a whole lot announced. Um, I know the four DLCs plan to be out between now and 2013, basically. So they have like a two-year release, or the 2014, they have like a two-year release date for four DLCs, which that's, is, you know, That's a good bad. way to stagger it out, though, because it keeps people interested. As soon as they start to lose interest, oh, hey, new DLCs out, you guys should play this. And then I like the fact that they're giving the Necromancer free to the people who pre-ordered. That's one of the big bonuses to pre-ordering. Yeah, that's you cool. You have to buy it at a later date. But, and uh, supposedly yeah, this has been 2K's know. biggest pre-ordered game ever, is what I was reading somewhere. It's an amazing looking game. They're doing everything So far, it looks like they've done everything right. I mean, mm-hmm. we could get the game in hand and be like, what's this shit? Yeah, I know a lot of... Uh... A lot of places are doing midnight releases for it. Like, I pre-ordered mine at Best Buy because I get $20 back there for doing it. And they're doing yeah. a midnight release, which is pretty cool. Yeah, last weekend I pre-ordered two games and a movie, so it was an expensive weekend. Had to pre-order Halo 4. So, are we good on the Borderlands talk? We can try and should wait and get Aki to come back. She should come back now? Yeah. Come back. I don't know if she'll see that or not. Am I good? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, hang on. I'll turn down this. Turn off the screen share. <laughs> right, this is a story that might interest Adahe here. It is official now that Valve is developing hardware. It's there was a, a for a long time. Well, there was rumor that came out in March. Now the job postings are out for industrial designers. <laughs> And they said that, quote, Valve is traditionally a software company. Open platforms like PC and Mac are important to us. They enable us and our partners to have a robust and direct relationship with customers. We're frustrated by the lack of innovation in the computer hardware space, though, so we're jumping in. So what are they going to build? What do you think, Adahe? Are they making a Steam box? Basically. I I expect them to do something along the lines of, you know, bringing Steam to consoles. So it's basically going to be a console that plays PC games. I think. Um, there, there was an article that I put up earlier that I put into the notes that... Where is it? The Steam Machine. That sounds cooler than Steambox. Was it, it has was a good it, ring to it. Was it the Valve-making hardware thing? No, I yeah. put that one in, I think. There, um, was, there was one for Steam. Oh, Steam, Steam's big pic- picture beta goes live on Monday. So... That was in this. I didn't put it in the right area. I put it in the science and tech yeah. show notes. That's why we missed they, it. They have Project Greenlight right now too. It's in like a beta phase, and that's that's been a huge failure. Um, but the the big that's picture, 
but the big picture beta starts Monday, so I mean that could have been Valve, but I think this is this is completely separate. Yeah. The, well, the reason the green light's been so bad is because early on, um, anyone could put something up there. Anyone. So there was a whole bunch of stupidity like, Battlefield 3 should be on Steam. And it's like, no, this is not for fucking you know big part. This is for indie shit and stuff like that. And then they added, uh, recently they added the, uh, you have to pay $100 to get something listed on Project Greenlight. But they're donating <laughs> all of the money to... Um, Child's Play, I think. Um, Eric has so. said on YouTube that they said it isn't a console or PC. It's going to be some kind of new input device. That could be interesting. Mm. I'm not... Uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see what it, what, what comes up. What comes it's about. very hard to get those to stick because like, they tried it with the Wii, and do you really see the Wiimote getting used a lot in the Wii U and all the stuff they've been showing? No. I think I think I think the Steam Moat could actually uh, gain some ground, though. Yeah, it's possible. I, I just wanted to coin the phrase "Steam Moat." Quick trade market. <laughs> yeah. Trade market right now. You guys, you guys already took Steam Box and Steam Machine, so I needed to get something in there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, that's what she said. Anything they make needs to have like this ridiculous like steampunk feel to it because that would be awesome. It's, it's just the way the way it's going. That would be really cool. Let's see, what was the other one I was thinking? Uh, did... <laughs> a steampunk-looking Xbox that played games off the Steam off your Steam library? I would buy it. They've made Not a really. steampunk Xbox. Like somebody has modded their Xbox. I'm sure. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Did That's you see? Some... Okay, go ahead. Dread. Sorry. I was going to say a really see... awesome Borderland Xbox, but yeah, I've seen cool. I've seen that one. I really want... Well, I have a Gears of War Xbox, so I don't want to, like, overmod it. But I have an old Xbox with a 20-gig hard drive. It's problematic. <laughs> but I don't want to buy a new one, because when I do that, the new Xbox will come out. It's true. Like, I don't want to... I don't want to over... Well, actually, this leads into another story. It wasn't one I was going to queue up, but since we're talking about... It, supposedly, there's a few analysts that are coming out there now and saying that the next Xbox might get pushed back to 2014. That's I don't then. believe it. I heard that somewhere. Yeah, no, but are you really going to give Sony and Nintendo that much of a lead-in on you when part of the reason the original Xbox, well, this current Xbox was so successful is it beat everyone to market? Yeah, true. I, I kind of see why they might do it, because they're building up all their, this is your digital media center for everything, blah, 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 blah. As but we learned I, from E3. I think they might do something similar to what Sony did with the PS2 and PS3, where they kept the PS2 on the market for years after the PS3 came out because it had a dedicated fan base. And then you gradually start shifting people over to the new console. I'm not ready for a new console. But then again, I'm, I'm tied to my nostalgia. Well, I mean, we got to remember, though, the Xbox 360 is seven years old. I know. It's getting a little long in the tooth. It's had a good but run. I was going to say, it's, it's, a, it, it's had a great run, and uh, Eric is... Putting in uh, Xbox is making a new Kinect still for 360. So, well, it's a more enhanced Kinect. Basically, it's supposed to be better with the motion tracking and things like that. I'd read it, they've improved still the hardware. Connect. Still well, pointless. There's no reason they won't make that work on their next Xbox. That was just an interface thing. I should have gotten the the Kinect Zoom because I have a very small room and you need space for a Kinect. You can find it pre-owned for cheap. Still Kinect. Still pointless. Your face is pointless. 
Sorry. Because all I, all I want to do is yell at my Xbox and hope it does what it want, what I want it to. Actually, it works surprisingly well because I did it with Mass Effect 3 because it has voice commands and it was fun. I was going to say, well, did you use the voice commands for, for Mass Effect? For some of it. Not all of it. But some there, of it, like when you want your teammates to switch weapons, it worked pretty well. There, I, 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 used, uh, I used my girlfriend's Kinect uh, when she had one to command the Xbox to do my bidding for Netflix. And I will say right now, I, I want to buy one just for that. Because being able to command my machinery with the, po- the, the power of my booming voice uh, is worth every penny. Have you well, played me, dance with Skyrim it. Xbox then? Because you might really get into that. Yeah. Yelling at dragons. It makes me feel like I'm in Star Trek almost, though. Because whenever they're in Star Trek, if they want something, they'd be like, computer, and they'd give it a command. And with the Xbox, you have to go, Xbox, and then give the command. It's kind of cool. It's nerdy, yeah. but it's cool. I'm just saying, Terminator's coming, and we're all going to die. But I did determine if you go, Xbox, make me a sandwich. It doesn't know what that means, and it was upsetting. Uh, Jeanette says that she's really excited about open source Android based flat platform Ouya. Ouya. Oh my god, no. again with that thing. It's I'm not sold huge, on Ouya. It's, it's going to be a huge booming failure. Because all I want to do is play Android games on my television. Fuck no. I have a phone for that. I have an Ada, iPhone. Ada, you have to understand though, that you're, you're not the audience. For the Oya, though, like hardcore gamers aren't the audience for the Oya. This is this is for people who are like, man, I really love Plants vs Zombies on my phone. I wish I could play it on a big screen. Hey, here's a hundred dollar box where I can do that. You can buy it off like, the Xbox Marketplace for seven bucks. Yeah, but you have to then own a three sixty. <laughs> I know, I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> I just, I mean, it's. I understand where you're coming from on that end, but I still don't think this thing is going to be in any way, shape, or form as successful as they need it to be. I don't know. See. Because of people like my dad, who who play these an, th- these games like Angry Birds and Plants vs Zombies and things like that, you know he doesn't want a 360. Uh, but like for people like you know who who just want to play the phone the phone games, but like you know these screens are small, they don't want to you know it, it hurts your eyesight after a while. They can play it on TV. I can Another see where I, I can see where they're coming from. Another dream to squash here. A lot of people uh, got the misconception from the. Uh, Kickstarter thing, that these games are going to be free. They are not. No. They are not. I, I, I keep seeing that a lot on, like, Twitter and stuff. It's like, I can't wait for the Oya for free games. Like, no, they're not going to be free. They'll be free demos, maybe. They, they might put gonna... out a couple free ones just to get people interested. On it, some... But it'll be like the Xbox Live it'll be like, Yeah, it'll be exactly like the Xbox Arcade, the Android Marketplace, uh, the iOS <laughs> App Store. They're going to put it's some the, free uh... stuff out to get people interested. They should they should handle it exactly like Amazon handles their app store. Here's the free app for the day, mm-hmm. or the mega discounted app for the day, and it, or like Steam does, just just throw something up that's like super dirt cheap. People will grab it and talk about it, and other people who maybe missed on the sale will be able to hop on and be like, "Well, I didn't get it for twenty five cents, but it's only two dollars, so yeah. I'll grab it anyway." I it's. I, and I'm, I'm I'm mostly playing devil's advocate. I don't think it's going to be a successful juggernaut either. I think it's it. going to fill a niche audience that are really so. going to like it. It'll it'll make its money, but it, it won't be like you know how hardcore gamers are. It, it won't be what 
like I say, it won't be what people think it's going to be like. Oh, it's going to change the face of consoles. No, it's going to be forgotten. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of what they're doing there with being able to play Android games on your TV, you can do with Apple and a lot of things by just turning on AirPlay on your device if you have an Apple TV, for instance. Mm. Um, I think Eric is channeling Adahay over here because he says, silly console holding back PC gaming. Exactly. See? You people need to realize. <laughs> Eric is channeling Adahay now. I can't even be that much of a dick. Hold on. Let me, let me get back into dick mode. Do you here. need to go into super dick mode for a minute? No, not really. But um, the thing, it really is true, though. It's like consoles hold back PC gaming. Um, luckily, there are a few developers who will go outside of the box to make the PC versions better. Um, like, well, it actually wasn't so much the developer. Like, Gearbox didn't do it. Uh, it was more NVIDIA did it. But, like, if you look at the PC version of Borderlands versus the uh, Borderlands 2 versus the console version, mine looks thousands of times fucking better because I'm on a, con- I'm on a PC because I'm a superior gamer. Um, oh, look, there's a lot of updates that suddenly hit the YouTube account. Well, that's Sorry. the first time I've heard that argument before. I... <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it's funny, because it's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, Eric says, from what they just from what they've done with Kickstarter, it's already pretty successful. Let's talk about the Ouya, Ouya, whatever. Well, yeah, they've got a bunch of money without delivering anything. Also, the biggest potential positive is that having an exclusive Android gaming device could improve Android games, which is true. Um, Jeanette says, open source programming language was much more was more than point to bring more indie games to the TV. It could be much bigger than Angry Birds, which, thank God, I fucking hate Angry Birds at this point. Here's the big thing, though, when it comes to Android gaming, though, is until Android can take over the market completely or have more of the market share of of marketplace users than iOS, people are going to build their apps for iOS first, and then Android is going to be secondary. That's That's why a lot of apps and things... Go ahead. Um. I, I was gonna, that's actually a problem I've run into because the Google Nexus uh, has, has has me salivating, and I'm interested in the new new Kindle Fires. But I've dumped some money into my into my uh, uh, iPad, and the iPad works for what I want it to work for. So it's sort of like, well, you know, should I jump ship and hop on something else, or should I stick with what I know works and what I've already invested in? It's very hard when you've invested already too. Yeah. So plus, uh, I. Um, iOS has the best board game apps still. Yeah. Well, let's go one more story on gaming because I just realized we're starting to come near our time. This one's one that might interest Adahe is that Ubisoft is now going away with the always on, always online requirement for DRM. Oh, yeah. hallelujah. <laughs> well, DRM is stupid um, and whatnot. And and to quote Gabe Newell, the you know the god of gaming, um, uh, whatnot. Pirating is not a software issue; it's a service issue, and it really is. Like all the all the fucking stupid always on DRM does is makes people want to pirate it more because they don't want to have to deal with your fucking DRM. Well, it's uh, true for other things outside of gaming too, especially like people are ripping off Game of Thrones and stuff like that because yeah. they can't get to it any other way. And some of them say, "I'll buy the DVDs when they come out." Yeah, I know a lot of people who are pirating Games of Thrones, like. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Like, well, it's ridiculous. And 
Oatmeal, uh, I don't know if you guys read the Oatmeal webcomic. He did a he did a big thing on Game of Thrones, which was actually pretty interesting, uh, what happened from that. Um, he did a thing where he wanted to watch season two. Or no, he wanted to watch season one right before season two. And the only choices he had was to get a cable subscription to HBO, which would have cost him X amount of dollars. He could... 15? Well, no, because he he, I think he said he doesn't have cable as of right now. So you'd have to go and get it? Yeah, so he'd have to go get it, which he didn't want to do, obviously. Um, There was... Or his option was to buy it off of Amazon, which it came out to be, like, over $50 to do. And he posted this comic, and then, like... I think it was, like, three days later, it went on sale for, like, 50% off because, you know, it it got to... So many people were agreeing with him that it got to be so crazy expensive to just watch this one show, and it was only one season, you know? So, um... And if I can find the comic, I'll I'll put it up. Um, But, so, that people just start... Like, he was forced to pirate it because he would have to wait, like, three days, at least, to get the season, and he was trying to watch it, like, while he was traveling, so it wouldn't... It would be that, that much longer before he could actually watch it. He wanted to shotgun it before season two started. You know, and that's how a lot of people are when it comes to it's, new and part shows. Of the restrictions that HBO put on is like it doesn't hit iTunes. Okay, we just lost Chris. Yeah. No, I'm still Wait. here. Oh, uh, you froze up. You lost, froze like, up. After argument. Yeah. Well, you, we lost your whole argument, so go again. Well, I don't remember. We'll just cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's like, I don't know. But yeah, DRM is bad, and I'm, I'm glad that Ubisoft's getting away from it. There was another company that was talking about pirating being so bad they were just going to make free-to-play games instead and then have, like, microtransaction markets. Which, you know, that's that's an option, and it does stop pirating. I mean, it does, because, well, it's free anyway. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of microtransaction markets either, even no. though I run one. Um, There's a couple of interesting comments up on the YouTube. Sorry. Um, James says... There is a new console in develop- on development coming out from Silicon Valve. Went to customer house from an ap- a repair. He was on conference meet talk about gaming stuff and asked him about what came making. He has told no, it's a brand new console is all he said. Cool, but they have to overblow Xbox and PS3. And then uh, Rec- uh, Eric says, uh, HBO needs to allow people to subscribe directly to HBO Go instead of only It'll having never access. Happen. Contracts with cable companies and shit. It's the contracts and it's the fact that if they started selling the service on their own, they have to have the people in HBO itself to act as the phone support, the customer service reps and anything like that, because they contract all that out to the cable companies. So if HBO goes doesn't HBO Go doesn't work for you, you're supposed to call your cable company and they're supposed to help you with it. HBO just sells the programming, they don't have to do anything else, so they're not gonna give that up. It's a money machine, yo. Oh yeah. Oh, it is totally. They don't have to do any of the, any of the maintenance. Not maintenance. They don't have to do any of the people work to keep it working. They rely on the cable companies doing. That's not the right term. I realize. And, and the customer, customer service. service. Yeah, the customer service part is expensive. It really is. Oh yeah. Uh, pretty sure that was Ubisoft because they made up their number saying that ninety-seven percent of their game sales are pirates and only three percent are people paying. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, it's like, how do they get these numbers? It's like, yeah, do you know how many ass. people pirated it? No, you don't know how many people pirated anything. You're assuming a lot of people pirated it. Like I was saying with you know Gabe and the service issue, a lot of uh, like game distributors wouldn't touch Russia because the pirating issue was so high. 
now since he has steam in Russia, he is it's one it's like his second or third largest marketplace. He sells that many games in Russia, and and other people are like, no, we're not touching Russia. And Russia, <laughs> and Soviet Russia, Steam downloads you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like I think it, it's only beat out by the USA and the entirety of the UK. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. So, yeah, pirating is is not a software issue. It, it's not because of DRM. DRM's not going to fix it. Fix the service problems. Make your games better. Make your games more accessible, and pirating will go away. Not Make go away, but it'll be, it'll be limited. Um, and as a quick little wrap it up here with a, a bit of a dick mode. I don't know if it's a super dick mode or not. Warning! Warning! You are now entering super, super dick, dick mode. mode. Pirating is theft. Don't try to argue otherwise. It pisses. I had this argument with some guy like two days ago about like I'm I'm pirating. It's making a copy. It's not stealing. No, it's stealing it. It's not fucking. Uh, it's not copying. It is pure and simple. Pirating is theft. God damn it! Don't I copy agree. that floppy. That that. That that argument that people that pirate people who pirate stuff make all the time is it, it just pisses me off. It's like, well, if someone steals your car, your car is not still there. I'm like, that no, it is theft. It's just different the in the digital world. It is. It's still theft. Don't try to justify your actions through horrible arguments. You're still stealing something that you shouldn't have. Oh, I agree. You know, you can throw back the argument that if someone steals your credit card number, your credit card's still in your wallet, but you're also fucked. So, exactly. so you know. So then, okay, and I know we're coming up on time here, but if you feel that way about pirating, and I'm just this is this is just me being curious. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong or anything like that. Um, how do you feel about people buying used games then? Because you're no longer supporting the developer; you're supporting where you bought I the have, used game from. I have no issues with used games because they're still Obtained used games legally. are still obtained legally, it is still giving people jobs. It is still causing employment to happen. Um, I know developers have issues with it because they're not making the money from their product, um, but if you don't have used games and whatnot, then there are some people who are never going to buy that game used who will then never buy the next one when it comes out new because they love that game. Yeah, I know a lot of people who bought Borderlands uh, used for their Xbox since I've started talking to them about it. And now they're like, oh, i got to go pre-order Borderlands 2 because Borderlands was amazing. Um, and so the used game market is, is, is more valuable to the developers and publishers than they realize it is. Um, they're just like, I want to make money now. I think um, I think the biggest problem the biggest pro- if if I were selling a, bo- a shoebox full of old Xbox games at a garage sale, that's just, I mean, that's, that's, it's my property. I can do with it what I want. And by virtue of me purchasing the game, it becomes mine, and then I can do with it what I want. It, it, what, what leaves a bad taste in my mouth is, is basically GameStop coming along and making their nut off of the fact that people are trying to offload these games in a hurry. And, you know, um, they're offering a service that's obviously, is obviously, you know, desired because people are just trying to offload their games and, and get new games and, and cycle through their collections. But, uh, you know, See, I, never I, traded I sort of GameStop. lost my train of thought there. I don't know GameStop's percentages and whatnot because I never traded with them because when I did, yeah, uh, when I did, when I did console stuff, huge bank. Uh, I, was in, I was in Morgantown when I did console stuff and we had a little place called Vintage 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still there or not. They're but, still uh, there. They're an individually owned small company, and you can trade in games there, really, and they give you fair deals and stuff. But as, as a person who's worked and made made his own bank out of the secondary market in gaming, because I did you know collectible gaming and card gaming and stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. when you sell something to us, it's not at a good price. No. It's usually a third of what we can sell it for. That's what we mm-hmm. do. Um, because we had to make profit. We had to pay for the store. We had to pay for our employees, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Got to leave some meat on the bone so you can make your money. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It... I've heard GameStop's percentages, though, is like 10% is what they give you. I am i can't really... Well, just roughly, I mean, a new release game, generally, if you go back and sell it within a week, you'll get between 20 and 30 bucks for it, and they'll turn around and sell it for 5 bucks off the retail price. There, There is... Go ahead. Um, so, yeah, they're offering you about a third, yep. but uh, I think they're still. I think they're selling the used version a bit too high. Five dollars. I'll just but buy the, the new the one. People do it. They're like, oh, five bucks. That's good. Well, here's I'll the thing. GameStop also has the also has their discount card, which is you know their subscription to their magazine, and then you get an additional ten percent off. So you're getting Best Buy does it too. off the game. Yeah. There's some there's some interesting comments on on the YouTube side. Um, Bravo says, the pirates are trying to take a utilitarian arg- argument. I don't know how to talk anymore. Util- utilitarian. I did say it right? Okay. Yes. Um, argument, um, the merchant is no worse off by the piracy, assuming you wouldn't have bought the product in the first place. Um, you can kind of see where he's coming from from there. Um, Eric well, says... You didn't a l- buy it, you couldn't play it. Damn. Well, I mean, it could go... Um, again... I'll just keep my mouth shut because I'm not I'm not agreeing or disagreeing in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, Eric says a lot of the issue is they cater to the pirates instead of to their customer. A pirate isn't a customer or a lost sale slash lost sale. They may have just never buy your game. Period. So don't screw over the people who pay for them, which I agree with. Don't screw over the people who pay for your game. Yep. Um, and then Jeanette Jeanette says someone will probably buy the added content for a used game, which is true. The DLCs are always there. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons the DLC market exists, honestly, and is so is, is so ridiculous as it is, is, like you know, day zero DLC and whatnot. Because then the people who buy it used still have to buy that DLC, even though I think it's fucking retarded. But um, yeah, that's a good argument on the the for, for why DL, day zero DLC exists is the used game market. Yes, yeah. it, it, it is a it is a viable like I'm not I'm not crazy you about the, day zero up with DLC. the Mass Effect ones. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the D, Day Zero DLC, but I understand where it comes from. Yeah, I think I I had a lot I have a lot of issues with DLC in general, um, because a lot of companies do really shitty DLC. I, I like I mean if you guys remember Bethesda's uh, horse armor DLC for Oblivion. <laughs> that was that was amazing. You you can put Cash armor on the horse. <laughs> And there's another drink for the game. Yep. I did it on purpose. All right, guys. We've hit our two-hour marks. Let's start wrapping things up. Let's go about... I can't even talk to that. I apologize. Let's talk about what we've been into or what we're into for the past week or so. It's that special time where we tell you what we're doing this week. And we'll start with Naki, because you haven't been here in a while, so I'm picking on you. Um, Okay. So outside of the fact that I've been traveling and whatnot... Um, I've been reading a lot. Um, right now I am in the middle of the novelization. No, I read those already. <laughs> I read those for science. Um, science. Which, <laughs> um, you can tell yourself that if you want. 
uh, no, I, they, they're bad. They're really bad. But now I can, I can. It, it's like boy. when I. It's kind of like when I read the Twilight series for science. I wanted to know what the obsession was, and they're really bad. I don't understand it. So, anyways, uh, what I read, what I'm in the middle of reading right now is the Battle Royale novelization. I actually am enjoying this more than I enjoyed the movie. And let me tell you guys, I really fucking enjoyed that movie. Um, the novelization of it gives more backstory and gives more uh, in-depth to each character. And uh, it's about 400 pages long. It's, it's, it's a good meaty book, and it's, it's really good. So I, if you're a fan of Battle Royale, I definitely recommend the book. And then I'm also playing the shit out of Borderlands because I want to finish up my Hunter character before Borderlands 2 comes out. So if you're playing Borderlands right now, add me on the Xbox, because I don't play on PC, because I don't have a PC capable of gaming. As no, you're not an evolved gamer. Times. Remember, that's what Adam I'm is. not evolved, although I use both of my time. <laughs> Again, Did I quote you right on that, Adam? Hey, it was a misquote. It's, it's, it's fine. You need to watch last week's podcast because your thumb argument's not valid. You know why? I have 17 thumb buttons on my mouse. Shut I up. I use all of them. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I uh, am playing the shit out of Borderlands. Um, I was helping Chris with his Borderlands game. Uh, so if you guys want to... I, right now I'm a level 44, 45 hunter uh, working through that character. I already did a Berserker and a Siren. So, and I was yeah. helping Naki get achievements by letting her kill me in multiple duels. It was fun. I got I, I got achievements because I killed him fifty times in well, duels. It's great. A twenty level difference is kind of hard to surmount in Borderlands. That's not the point. It's not the point. My I level twenty five heavy gunner does not match up with that very well. You're, you're not involved hunter. enough of a gamer to actually compete in the PvP environment. Hey, when I get shot once with her sniper rifle, I'm dead, and my shotgun did eight damage. It was going to be a long I talking, fight. I was talking to Naki for having to cheat to get achievements. <laughs> no, I just, I, I'm, I'm not an achievement whore, but I'm like sitting here like, oh, look, I can actually beat somebody, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> I can actually beat somebody. When she has a 20 level difference, she could beat the shit out of you. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go next on this because she set me up well with Borderlands. I've been playing the shit out of Borderlands because everyone told me I had to buy it. I've been having a lot of fun with it. So if you guys want to play, I'm always on Xbox Live when I play. You can find me on there as a Spidey616 on Bakanaki. Xbox. I'll put it in the YouTube Bakanaki. comments. Um, let's see. I also, this week, I got my countertops replaced in my kitchen. So I've been trying to get everything fixed in my kitchen and redo plumbing, which has been an adventure to say the least. Um, let's see. Well, there were a couple of things I said I'd mentioned. If you guys remember Andy, who guest hosted on the show before, he is doing his uh, alternate DC comic book universe, and they've been doing regular character updates. Between he just did a Batman update for how he's been changed in his new alternate DC universe. It's a series on comicbooks.com. I'd suggest you guys check it out. It's actually really cool, and I promised him we'd mention it on here. It uh, is like really. To help out. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it is a really cool series. Um, I haven't been able to promote it much because I've been crazy busy, but... Yeah, same uh, here. Yeah, it's it's a really cool series. Definitely check it out. And it's good to support our past guest hosts. We like to do that. Um, also, next week, there's going to be a very short episode that comes up on the audio stream, probably on either Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, the guy who's running, my friend John Hayes, who's running the West Virginia Pop Culture Con, is going to come on and talk about some of the guests they have coming and some of the things that will be going on. So if you guys are... In rough proximity to Morgantown, West Virginia, on October sixth and seventh is the first West Virginia Pop Culture Con. I'm still gonna try to make it up to that. I don't know if I'll be able to or not. I'm gonna I try. will fly out. Not really. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> hey, New York Comic Con will be there. 
I might be going to New York Comic Con. I haven't decided yet. I know I am going to C2E2 next year, probably. Oh, God, I'm going to meet you outside of the internet? I don't know. Yeah, isn't that scary? I'll um, probably just hide and not show up. But He's going to bring his rape face. Ah! No. Worst thing ever. <laughs> That'll go well with my sexy daredevil costume. Yeah, there you go. His gimp devil costume. <laughs> yeah, gimp devil. <laughs> Should I break out the sexy Ewok costume? All right. Um, continuing on my stuff hey, real quick before face. I wrap it up. This is, I don't like sexy Ewok. It's not a good combination. <laughs> hey, there was um, a like, sexy pedo bear. I forgot about that one. I oh, found a sexy pedo bear. That was really weird. I'd like to again say thanks to Grant Bruner for having me on the latest on one of the latest issue episodes rather of Mass Effect Quadcast talking about favorite parts of the Mass Effect series. That was a lot of fun. And I was talking to the guys who do the comic podcast fanboy buzz. And I think we're going to be doing some kind of cross promotion with them here in the future. And if you guys like talking, like hearing people talk about comics and things like that, go check out the fanboy buzz. It's really good. Um, let's toss it to our guest, special guest host, Ryan. What have you been into? Oh God. Um, well, besides your gimp devil, uh, costume. Besides my Gimp Devil costume, um, I've been going through the uh, Penny Arcade Rain Slick Precipice of Darkness games. Um, a friend of mine gifted me the third one, and I never beat the second one. So uh, this is all via Steam. So I'm going through the first one again, going to play through the second one, and then uh, play through the third one. Um, in addition, uh, I'm still trying to learn how to play Crusader Kings 2. That was a game that went on the Steam Summer Sale, and it's just a very in-depth, meaty uh, um, simulation game that uh, is is vexing me. Um, uh, beyond that, um, been reading a lot of comics. Been reading the current run on Daredevil. Um, friend of mine just loaned me Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, which was a very uh, entertaining read. Um, and I'm intrigued by uh, Marvel has a new series of number ones coming out in their Marvel Now line. Um, the uh, Indestructible Hulk, the new run on Captain America, and um, uh, the new run on X-Men all seem very, very interesting, so I'm kind of keeping an eye on those. Beyond that, uh, the normal tabletop stuff, Warhammer 6th edition is out, uh, Warhammer 40,000 6th edition is out, so that's been kind of occupying most of my time. Nothing nothing too terribly uh, exciting in the tabletop realm, but... Uh, um, playing the same old, same old, and really, really digging it, so. Oh, and of course, uh, a lot, anyone who's gone to my, uh, to my blog recently will realize I haven't updated in a while. I'm in the process of, um, migrating the blog to a new site. Um, I don't have too many details on that yet, but, uh, um, if, uh, uh, if Odin is willing, I'll have, uh, plus2cents.com as a actual blog site for myself pretty soon here, so keep an eye out for that. Yeah, let us know. We'll make sure we put it out there when you get it all in place. Thank you. Thank you. In the meantime, I am, uh, I am still tweeting at, uh, at plus2cents, so you can check that out, and I'll post pictures of whatever board game I'm playing and whatever news I find interesting, so. Which means we should have a board game night coming up. It's stuff. And things. I'm not making it to the next Enforcer game night. I'm not going to do it. Teacher right, strike. So, Ada, hey, what have you been up to gaming wise or nerd wise? Uh, well, I can I continue to you know. Oh, I think my cat Minecraft is like a boss. I, I continue to run an amazing Minecraft Tekkit server for the PC, you know, because PC version's better because it has mods. Um, like just saying. Um, and uh, that's been keeping me rather busy. Stupid force fields. Um, 
<laughs> Other than that, a lot of Borderlands, and I've recently started playing a game called Political Machine 2012. It's on Steam. It's amazing. You can get a four-pack for like 20 bucks. And, okay. uh, I, I was just like, oh, please don't make this a political thing. I do not want that. <laughs> political Machine's amazing. And uh, we're actually getting ready. It's it's just it's a really goofy game, and I, I've been destroying my friends with uh, Red Foo. Red Foo, <laughs> as in LMFAO. You can make characters, so I made this random character hitting the random button. I got one that looked a lot like Red Foo. So I've been, I've, I've been yeah. running Red Foo for President 2012, and I've been annihilating people. That's awesome. Have you been blasting? I'm sexy, and I know it. Nah. A friend of mine almost beat me with Emperor Palpatine. Uh, he he actually him and um, Akbar both had uh, stickers at Star Wars Celebration for political parties. That's cool. Yeah, and now I'm getting ready to go here shortly to a uh, funeral parade Ooh. in Charleston. Sorry. Okay, let me be, let me be more specific for anyone who doesn't know what a funeral parade is. Have you ever been to Mardi Gras? Yes. yes. Mardi Gras is a funeral parade. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Never mind that. Have fun. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's they do one in Charleston every year. It's not a. It's not a huge thing. And there's not as many boobs. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I promise. Well, just... I promise, Trin butts. I got to put up butts. Hang on. So All right, uh, well, that's, that's what we're doing. As Naki finds some butts to put up, again, you guys. Bleh, I can't even talk. I apologize. You guys got any closing thoughts for us before we wrap up? Butts. Uh, I do have uh, I do have the drinking game if you guys want to run through that real quick. Oh yeah, we get, we have to announce the drinking game date and everything. Well, let's so, do that then. Go for it, Ryan. It's all you. Uh, well, uh, I believe the date was October nineteenth, which is a Friday. So we'll have a fr- Friday night drinking game night, and I will make sure to share this with the powers that be so that they have. Uh, um, sorry, butts. Um, so that they have uh, the opportunity to share it with all of you. But I'm going to run through um, the uh, the official uh, ATGN drinking game. Um, so here, without further ado, here we go. Uh, you take a drink when you catch a bit of conversation of the live stream before the official show greeting. Uh, a host, <laughs> host is missing due to technical difficulties. A host drops unexpectedly mid-podcast. Whenever someone says... Did we lose and then fill in the blank with the name? <laughs> when a host is not wearing a headset, uh, when the guest host is n- new, or when the guest host has been on more than once. Um, so for you. <laughs> for me, yeah, most, mostly for me. I may have uh, engaged in a little narcissism while doing this. Um, <laughs> you can drink when you visit the guest host site during the podcast, when you are playing what the hosts are playing when you've read a host's news of the week already, um, or when you Google a host's news piece during the podcast, um, drink when you get a shout-out from Twitter, Twitch chat, Facebook, etc. Basically, if if, uh, Naki or anyone mentions what you just said, um, drink for yourself. And then you also drink when uh, when a host says cash grab, but you drink (laughs) twice if it's not Chris or (laughs) Adahe. And I have... I have uh, three, uh, three, uh, four rather. I'm um, sorry. Four rules here for challenge mode for those of you that want to step up to flavor. Oh God! Um, the first is you drink every time someone says "dick butt." We're gonna the, kill everybody. The second is you drink every time someone mentions the Rock, and twice if it's not Adahe. <laughs> <laughs> 
other, these other two are waterfalls. For those of you who don't know what a waterfall oh, is, no. you start drinking and you don't stop until whatever your waterfalling ends. So the first one is you waterfall when someone enters super dick mode. And the other one is you waterfall whenever a host gets dropped and you don't stop until they come back. Oh, we're going to kill people. <laughs> uh, Eric has already said on YouTube, if they had announced these rules at the start, we'd all be dead. And this is true. We're all gonna die. We aim to please, damn it. I actually, uh, I actually, this, this is, uh, this is thirteen regular rules and then four challenge mode rules, and I had trimmed this down from a list of like twenty-eight. <laughs> Was there originally a rule talking about EA? Like every time we mentioned how horrible EA is, because we did that a lot early on. We haven't we, done it yeah. as much recently. Yeah. So we've kind of simmered down a little bit on that front. Obviously, I'll, we I'll need to get up. Don't worry. We need to give Adahay something to be angry about. But all the all the best drinking games get added on by fans later on. So I figure this is a good framework that uh, that folks can add on to as as they go along. But uh, I'll make sure you guys each get a copy of that, and uh, we can just let me know what uh, what awesome. details you want for the uh, for the drinking game night. All right, guys. So you heard it here first, October nineteenth. We'll determine a time at a later date, but it'll probably be that evening. And you all are invited to participate. We can put up to eight people in a hangout, I believe. So. If you, you got want four more to, open slots. If, if you, you are over the age of 21. Yes. yes. Please, please be uh, Please be responsible with how you play. Uh, Bravo says, what if he was the guest host? He would never leave super dick mode, which is which is true. Um, no, no, sort of, you're not, nobody else is allowed to talk when you're in super dick mode, so you'd have to leave at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we should, I think we should wrap it up and end it up though. We're like 15 minutes over. Yeah, yeah I think we, we should. So... Thank you, everyone, for tuning in live today, those of you who did. Those of you that are listening to the audio podcast later date, thank you so much for doing that. Don't forget, if you have any feedback for us, you can hit us up on Twitter at ATGN Podcast, or you can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash allthingsgoodandnerdy. And if all else fails, leave us a voicemail on our Google Voice line at 304-806-ATGN, and we'll play it back on the audio version of the podcast. We'll probably read it out loud in the video version. But... As of right now, I think that's another episode of All Things Good Nerdy that we've wrapped up. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Have a great week, and we'll be back next week on on Sunday at 11 Eastern Time, 10 Central Time for another live stream. Bye! Bye! Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good Nerdy. If you want to know the -the up-to-the-minute happenings of the show, feel free to follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. The show can be found on Twitter at ATGN Podcast or on Facebook.com slash all things good and nerdy. If you have any comments or feedback, you can leave them either on Facebook or on Twitter, or you can hit us up at our voicemail number. Just call 304-806-ATGN and we'll get your message and we'll try and put it on the next show. Don't forget, the show streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We post the link on Twitter and on Facebook so you can watch us and chat with us while we discuss the happenings of the week. If you can't catch the show live on YouTube, feel free to check us out on the audio version. You can find us on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Just search for All Things Good and Nerdy and download the show. But if you don't want to use any of those services, just go to atgnpodcast.com and you can download the podcast directly from our website. That wraps up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.